0: All roads lead to Nick the Rat...
1: Oh, and welcome to episode 111 of Grumpy Old Ben's for Monday, November 16th, 2020. I'm Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where there were 20 people shot this weekend, but I don't care. I just got a box of Stroopwaffles.
2: And from America's left coast, where the foul stench of autocracy is in the air, I'm Ryan Bemrose. <laughs> when
1: isn't it? And we have a very special guest. If you're listening live on the No Agenda stream, you've definitely heard this voice before, and I just looked it up. It hasn't been on this show since episode eight. So what were just 103 <laughs> episodes? Mark Von Dyke
2: live from the Netherlands.
0: Yay. Wee Yay. Wee. Hey how, guys. How are you, Mark? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks. I mean, you're so keeping... show 11, I mean, yeah. time really flies, doesn't it? I know. I mean, didn't yeah, it just seem amazing. like
1: it was just, you know, uh, uh just a few days ago. When I'm like, you know, I'd like to do a show with somebody, and you were the guy that said, "Hey, why don't you ask Pemrose?" That was, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the matchmaker. You know, I'm the matchmaker. I still hate my voice. <laughs> well, see, we, we've been working on his voice,
2: um, but yeah. You, you know, at the time, um, well, I got one of my front teeth removed.
0: That that certainly had an effect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't. Want, but this is true. I had braces. And uh, it got me, uh, it, it, it helped me get rid of my uh, s, s. you know, the, the whistle s. Right. And I don't have that anymore. So it really does help a lot. Well, when you were doing the Mark uh, and George show,
1: George had braces. So, I mean, there's something about yes. te- uh, problems with their teeth on podcasters. Yeah.
0: Well, he was actually the one who uh, gave me the idea because he said, well, this is your one life. Why not fix everything you want for your one life? And I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because he, he had this front tooth, uh, you know, and uh, he really hated it. And he, he was always annoyed by it and even trying to cover it up and everything. And then he thought, well, let's just take braces and finally get rid of that. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I've got one of those too. They always make me make my S's sound like I'm whistling. So I was really annoyed by it. So, uh, yeah, actually, he was the one who, uh, who gave me the idea. Of course, I already got rid of my uh, braces and, uh, you know, coincidentally, he called me the other day and he said, hey, let's make another Mark and George show next year. So that's, uh, I don't know, things, uh, things happen in waves, apparently. And I guess I'm, I'm, I'm catching another podcasting wave right now. (laughs) Well, maybe.
2: Well, we're desperate to hear more Void Zero podcasting in English. Right. For the simple fact that that. You have one of the best voices, probably the best behind Adam to put out on the stream. And unfortunately people, um, you know, and on an English language stream, it's, it's a little tough sell to, to be putting up Dutch language podcasts, but yeah,
0: I don't well, know, maybe if you did it in Japanese and- or something. Well, thank you for the compliment, first and foremost. I'm very happy to hear that because I am still as insecure as I'm always, so as I always am. So, uh, thank you. Um, You know, the problem with uh, with doing a a show on that time live is I've got two kids, and um, I pick up my uh, my oldest at uh, two p.m. from school, and uh, the pre-show usually starts at four, and then uh, no agenda starts at six p.m. So that's dinner time. So it's for right now. It's just too difficult to do it on that time because I also have to prepare dinner and I've got to uh, try to entertain two children here. And, um, I am, um, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm the sysadmin, but I'm also the Luddite here. So uh,
2: I, I tried to, you're at home uh, on this show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's nice <laughs> because I really, I, I don't know, man, the, the, the further we go along, the more I hate technology. So these days I'm, I'm doing, you know, the least I can just, uh, only the things that are absolutely necessary and no more social media. And, uh, yeah, I I mean, it's, it, 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 you know, it costs so much time and effort to, uh, I don't know what happened when I was like twenty, and I uh, I had all this energy to build the most incredible enterprisey, you know, uh, networks. I was able to build, and right now I'm just like, oh, I have to update another server. It's going to take a long time. Don't really have the energy to do this. It's strange how um how things change. I guess is my point.
1: Well, your priorities change. I mean, there's no question about yeah. it. And sure. uh, going off the grid. In a way that just minimizing what people are getting off the internet is probably the healthiest thing you can do. Cause we've talked about that a lot on Grumpy Old Bends, which is the social networks turning into nothing but echo chambers. And if people have a differing viewpoint, mm-hmm. it's all shot down or you're shadow banned. And there's just really not a whole lot of redeeming qualities to the social media anymore. And I mean, we need to get back to finding you know, a different way to do things, a different, you know, base in life. And I mean, you could probably talk really much about the, uh, you know, the fact that religion for a lot of people has fallen off and you've gone in the other direction, which is probably also the healthiest thing you could do, like ditching the social media, because, uh, you know, the where we've gone as as a society isn't being more tolerant of, oh, You know, it would be nice if people are more tolerant of whether it was, you know, gay marriage or whether it was uh, the transsexuals or any of this stuff. But now it's like if you don't agree 100 percent with them, now you're Satan and you're awful. And
0: it's really right. Well, this is true. Uh, But if if I can make an observation about that, it's basically that everything stayed the same for you know, normal people, people like you and me and the uh, people who, uh, I don't know, just, you know, want the best thing, uh, enjoy stuff like religion or traveling or stuff like that. But this whole other dimension entered into our dimension and it kind of started when Obama came, but I, I mean, I guess it it's always been brewing, of course, maybe since the fifties or something, things started to develop in this way. But to me, it's, it's like the normal side of life still exists we just, we are currently dealing with this, I don't know, this hateful extra layer of people who are just, you know, like, for example, the thing you said about, um, about echo chambers. It's strange how they first, they censor everyone with, you know, what we call an alter. I mean, I call it the mainstream viewpoint, but people call it the alternative viewpoint, you know, the pro-Trump or the, uh, I don't know, the, you know, the uh, anti-globalist viewpoint. Um, they censor all of that off. And then those people decide to move to a network where, you know, people can talk about these things. And then they say, well, no, no, there's an, a a dangerous alt-right echo chamber starting in the form of parlor and stuff like that. So, you know, first they build their own echo chamber and then they blame others for doing exactly the same thing after they've been kicked off from the network where people could share their opinions and do everything like that. But to me, this is like, um, you know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm always doing my best to view this in kind of, um, um, like, a I don't know, a, a planetary story kind of, uh, viewpoint, because if I view it, you know, like, like how it just appears on the surface, I get absolutely depressed. And that's the reason why I decided to kick off Twitter and, you know, uh, focus on my, uh, on my, uh, on my private life here, my family Uh, do what's important Uh, don't follow any news anymore because it's all just part of the same invasive mind control system that is trying to eat us up all you know and 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 put its own way of um, i don't know uh, put its own prison around us and that's so annoying so I'm trying to you know uh, view this all in terms of like this this planetary story where you've got good guys and the bad guys and right now the bad guys are uh, you know it seems like they uh, they are uh, building up to a crescendo but of course when that happens then the good guys come back and they will you know show all of the truth thats uh, that's been hidden uh, away from us for so long and that's what I kind of hope I mean especially with these elections I'm really hoping that that, uh, you know, truth about, of course, the uh, the election scandals, but also, I don't know, like truth about the Vatican and what's happening over there. Like, oh, yeah, And n- don't, don't know if you heard about this, but uh, recently this uh, report came out about McCarrick, you know, the uh, the evil uh, guy who um, who did all of the uh, or a lot of the uh, sexual abuse scandal stuff uh, came from him. A lot of the cover. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was, he was, so he was uh, like a bishop who became a cardinal. And uh, apparently he was uh, one of the people who was, uh, uh, you know, um, the most involved in all of the um, sexual abuse happening in the Vatican from, I think, even from the 60s or something. And um, he was, um, um, uh, I think, John Paul II made him a cardinal. Uh, even though uh, there were already signals that okay maybe this guy isn't that great and maybe we should uh, we, sh- we-, we should uh, you know look into uh, all of the allegations that we've been hearing but no he uh, he was uh, made a cardinal anyway here's the kicker though you know let me just fast forward what I heard today and this was on um, uh, Bannon's show the War Room what's it, what's the name. Sometimes I listen to this when I'm when I'm cooking. Yeah, the one that was no, just
1: kicked off of all the you know YouTubes and all that Steve Bannon. Yeah, show.
0: it's I think it's back on YouTube though. And I, I he thought ta- his name was Banyan. <laughs> Steve, Steve Banion. Yeah. Um. And he he mentioned this story, but also that the, apparently this McCarrick guy is connected to uh the um the um um uh, development of the Catholic Church into China. You know, but it's it's not really catholic over there it's more like you know a socialist handle on the catholic church right uh where everything goes f- via the uh the socialist party and whatever you the, the communists <laughs> but apparently he was connected to both this pope pope francis who is uh at very least controversial pope because he's a globalist but also to joe biden and i mean that's where this story for now ends in my you know in what i know about it but at least that's very, very interesting. So uh, to me, kind of, I, I, I do view it like something's building up to, I don't know, maybe, um, maybe this big, uh, this big zit that's finally about to <laughs> pop and all of the mess that will come out of it. Well, it, you know, it will make things messy, but at least it will take the pressure off and hopefully reveal some truth. So, uh,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, how do you know they're not just planning on building back better?
0: Yeah, everybody good, is. Good question. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I that, guess yeah. The, the, the biggest problem is, was, is doing that, isn't he?
2: The well, it, it's, it's a globalist slogan. It started in in the UN and and I you know, Adam has been tracking uh instances of people all over the world who have been using build back better and and I think Joe probably popularized it more than most people, but but he didn't invent it. It's been all over and the biggest problem with a slogan like that other than it sounds really really uh a weak need compared to something like make america great uh it 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 actually i mean you know you you, you have a slogan that presumes that uh you know we're we're going to build something back but doesn't that automatically mean that you have to destroy it first so the the globalist yeah. platform is we are going to destroy all of our nations there they're practically coming out and saying it with their slogan. And they're certainly saying it in other places that so nobody's hiding that sort of thing anymore. And then the other big problem with something like build back better is so many people have different ideas of what better means. And right. uh, you can be quite certain. Most of the people using that slogan means better means uh, let's try communism again, except this time it'll <laughs> work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. build that tower of Babel. Well, you look at even building, uh, building
1: back Babel. Right. Build back. Look at the uh, U.K. There's a lot of people that have lived their whole lives in the U.K. that are looking around going, this doesn't look anything like the country I grew up in. And it's like, okay, everybody just then points to racist. But it's like, look, everybody has their own traditions. And if you're taking that away from somebody, then they're going to be pissed off. I don't understand how that would work any other way. This build back better as a whole world. I mean, it's nice. It's the Kumbaya thing to believe that all countries could work together for the betterment of each other. We can't even do that in individual cities.
0: But that's also the the unique selling point. You know, I mean, that's that's what they that's that's the outer layer. But they're they're trying to sell you shit, but they make it smell really nice. But (laughs) inside, it's still shit.
2: It's not working. Yes. So
0: how are things
1: in the Netherlands when it comes to two things? Covid and the election here in the United States. What is the overall uh, the boots on the ground report on those things?
0: Right. Well, what I know about it because believe me, I'm I'm trying to uh, follow the uh, as least as I can. You know, as I mean, I I, uh, I really hate this whole COVID situation because people here are they really everyone is on board with mainstream uh, uh, talking points. It's crazy nobody's pro trump everyone's a uh, uh, pro biden and they're so happy that you know trump has uh, has lost and uh, he uh, uh, what they think is that trump just does not want to relinquish control of the government so right. he's just being a being a spoiled brat again um, uh, so that's that's point 1 um, and and the covid thing uh it, You know, the restrictions should be even tougher than what the government is giving us, is the viewpoint of a lot of people, or at least the most vocal people. what are Uh, they currently, the restrictions there? Well, they're not that bad. I mean, uh, I think that, like, restaurants and stuff like that, so closed. and uh, But you can still do, uh, you know, takeout. So you can still go to your restaurant and just order takeout. Um, And uh, you have to, in, in public places... They want you to uh, use the the mouth diaper, and uh, I guess that's that's most of it. Uh, fireworks are forbidden this year, which is, of course, we know that one of the uh, one of the most um, easiest ways to spread COVID is using fireworks. So that really <laughs> yes. makes a lot of sense.
2: That's because the virus is ca- virus is carried on the ash, right?
0: Yeah, I guess, and you know, it's Chinese fireworks, so that's probably uh, <laughs> the the,
2: oh, the covert the reason
0: uh-huh <laughs> you could
1: be importing the covid right in there's no question about that
0: uh yeah but it is but there that, was- that's that's most of it i you know i don't know really the other um i mean there they i'm i stopped following dutch government because it's it's the same thing every day it's just more of the same and it's the news media where you can leave your comments. It's only accepted when you leave the mainstream, you know, uh, reactions (laughs) like orange man bad. Uh, uh, Yeah. The, you know, uh, people are dumb for not wearing the the facial diaper and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. You must comply. And it
2: sounds like you, you've got a better handle on what's going on than most of your countrymen for all of your attempts at trying to disconnect.
0: Right. Well, (laughs) that's because the craziest thing happened, but um, for my for my actual news gathering, I um, I think I don't go much further than looking at the uh, kind of topics people are discussing on Four Chan right now. <laughs> this is the state of our planet right now, you know. So sometimes I read some things, but uh, and I don't know, uh, you know. Sometimes things just I, I guess. Um, it, sometimes things just pop on my screen and I, I do follow some some media of course uh but it's it's uh it's it's sparse it's not much i
2: i don't know if it's sad or just amazing that that you feel like for your improvement in mental health you've moved away from twitter and toward 4chan <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. isn't that insane and there's a lot of shit over there you know so it's not like you can go to 4chan right now and you find this wholesome system but this is this is the last place I think where people are just able from all sides to discuss topics without um well you know without being censored uh, uh heavily of course there's some censorship over there but there's also a lot of uh there's a lot of hatred over there as well um um but I think it's at least it gives you a more honest vision about what people think and believe I think my wife is bringing my my kids to bed right now, they've been ill this weekend. So Uh-oh. if you hear them crying, then everything's okay. They just have a little bit of a fever going on, I think. But
2: yeah, it's not the is it? You
1: never know with nope. COVID. You want okay. to be underground. You uh when it, when it comes to that. I mean, just being hyper uh, local here. I know that they've in Illinois here closed down all restaurants again. Uh, I just saw this morning that the local high schools in town here are going back to remote learning. So we're going full no. back
0: into lockdown mode. Oh, no, same here. They get same, a lot of same. um a lot of um I, I don't I don't even know the terminology for this, but you know like racial uh, r- rate, like um what's it called when you have um you know um uh, when you have a, an a, like for example, they get racial training, like uh, about white privilege. That's oh. the kind of stuff they're pushing on at critical on race theory right now. Yes, yes. yes. Oh my stuff, gosh, stuff like that. Yeah. It's uh, are you, it's pretty horrible.
2: Are you allowed to do homeschooling? Because I no. think that that widespread homeschooling is the going to be the only solution to teachers' unions bringing critical race theory and other indoctrination into the schools. Is yeah, is just cut the school, the public schools out of it.
0: Yeah, homeschooling here is—I uh, mean, private schools do exist, although I don't know if there are any any of those close by where I live. Uh, everything's public school, and uh, they're trying to do a, a hard crackdown on religion, of course, because they also want to—they uh, want to push all of the woke stuff, like I don't know, like gay and and LGBTQ stuff. Of course, and and how funny so, is it uh, that
2: they don't consider that to be a religion of its own?
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 What it did- is. I, I it, it is of course, but people don't feel it like that because we should be nice to everyone. Even if, you know, they don't, really know except the for white males, their choices. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, there are too many of those. So that's, that's really still, that's not really overt right now here. Because there are too many white 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 guys here, but it's more like nah, that's not really happening. You know, it's just uh, it's 2020. You've got to be more open to ideas. You think uh, gay marriage should be uh, sh- should be allowed? Well, that's an you know uh, that's an old uh, way of looking at things and old fashioned and yada yada. But uh, again, I, I try to you know uh, dodge as many of those bullets as I can and just <laughs> by the time it. it becomes um becomes relevant to my own situation. That's when we'll we'll act, and we'll even then we'll try to uh, do it as uh, as subtle as we can. But yeah, well, this
1: is the. I mean, there was just a story this morning about the NFL passing some new rules that the would NFL um,
2: is that still a thing?
1: It is. The NFL is still around. The National Football League. That it was going to be, of course, rewarding the teams that have the minorities, the people of color in the positions of, you know, coaching and, you know, executives uh, side. And there are a bunch of minorities in the NFL who weren't aware that this was going to be launched today who are already like, you know, we just want to be uh, our our merits. We want that to be why we get the jobs. You know, they're bringing
2: racism into the NFL.
0: Exactly. Okay. But the the thing is the world was already going into that direction. We were already working on getting rid of racism and you know um trying to get more people of color into uh, important positions but more merit based but then this this glitch in the system happened. Uh I guess maybe it's maybe it's Soros, you know, and 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 his kind of yeah high high up elite kind of people. I don't know, but we were already doing all of those things that they are now trying to shove down our throats. Like you're a bad guy because there's systemic racism in government and in right. in, in in high, uh, you know, uh, places and blah blah blah. Meanwhile, um, one of the people who also wanted, you know, more diversity uh, in his own uh, in 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 high you know like uh, like CEO positions and, and and boards of directors and stuff is uh, the brother of the king of the Netherlands, but his own team is just you know fully white and male and old, maybe two <laughs> women. So it's the, you know it's it's do what do as I say not do as I do and. I'm I'm always fascinated. I mean, back in the nineties, when I went to, uh, to elementary school, we had all of these things that we agreed with about ending racism. There was this big uh, national campaign called racism beat it. Um, this was also the time when uh, Michael Jackson came out with, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, but uh, I mean, so th- the world was already going into the direction of being more inclusive to everyone. And then this, this hijack started and we got hijacked by something, by something really strange. And, uh, I guess as a, as a reaction to all of this, uh, Donald Trump got elected and that put everything into, uh, into high speed. And, um, we're now, we're now probably going to see the end of it in the coming four years. I really think so. because well, I, It's going one way or another.
2: I, I mean, Trump is probably the biggest example of, of a populist backlash to, to some of the, Things that we're seeing, and and I am I am convinced that the the new racism that they're bringing about, and the new Marxism is is uh, intended as a way to try to induce some kind of of new socialist globalism. Uh, I'm I'm definitely
0: reaching yeah, the point near. where it's, it's just restore it, restore well, what they were already building. It's it's
2: the people who are in in charge of things want to cement their power over the whole world. It, it, yes. I mean, I, it it sounds like conspiracy theory. And in 2020, you should watch what you say when you you know when you throw terms like conspiracy theory around because so many of them are coming true. But this very much feels like a, a world domination ploy by. It, Turning, you know, turning everybody against each other so that the people at the top can control things. Um, you know, the, the other thing that you reminded me of when you were talking about the, you know, r- racism was going away. I remember this in the '90s. I remember, you know, my my clearly racist grandpa back in the '80s who would would casually say stuff like, uh, you know, when when they allowed all those niggers into the thing, everything went to the, and, <laughs> and and he just said that because it was it was the way he was raised. But he died. And, you know, my, my dad didn't pick up most of that because he was, you know, he, he had, he knew that that was wrong, but he had a little bit, but then, you know, how he's gone. And I, I, through the entire nineties, I remember thinking, yeah, racism is mostly gone. I mean, we hear about it and there are certainly places where there are some people doing it, but then somewhere along the line, you know, five, 10 years ago, we started being told that racism is back and worse than ever. And one of the things that I've been, you know, had kind of in the back of my mind when I think about psychology for a while, but Adam really brought it to the forefront a couple shows ago is the idea of prevalence induced concept change, which is a fancy way of saying that when something is almost gone, people become hypersensitive to it. And I think that that's exactly what has happened with race is a lot of people are looking at this and going it, it, you know the the cases where you have uh, an entire institution forcing all black people to the back of the bus that's over but now uh somebody says uh, uh, a microaggression or whatever the hell it is and it, it, now people are like oh my gosh you're such a total racist you're a deplorable person they need to cancel you and destroy your life because you said uh you know a microaggression which is uh uh, something that somebody takes offense to and you didn't even know it was offensive, which is is pretty much the minimum that you could possibly do.
0: Yeah. And it's about taking offense, not really, you know, anything else. Yes. It's just about being the victim. So in, in in a sense, we didn't move a lot from that initial, you know, uh, hijack incident. I guess it's or, you know, like phase <laughs> Where this stuff started to pop up more and more about like microaggressions or about systemic racism or you know, all of that shit. This is, it's just building up to a crescendo because people are so fed up with it. But it's really strange to um, I I I feel like I really have a handle on it, but I also I don't want to um, you know look down on people who are totally on board with the mainstream way of looking at things I, I would will say well Donald Trump is an evil man and he's uh, you know a petulant child and uh but it's so it's so difficult not to because they are so inconsistent in their views. Like on one hand, they want they they agree that the the system is bad and you know the uh, the neocon agenda is an agenda of war and stuff like that. But they still say, well, finally a decent person comes back into the White House when they talk about Joe Biden. However, Joe Biden has as one of his first plans uh, said that he wants to bring back Dick Cheney of all
2: people. <laughs> oh my God
0: what the hell yeah that proves the whole globalist thing And is.
2: Why, why not bring back mccain while you're at it because you exactly. can't give him up
0: you know just well i mean i guess mccain I, will never really die he will just yeah. off. well and and, and and if they're key if,
2: if they can keep biden alive for this long then i bet they can come up with a way to bring back mccain too and there's no question in though? the united states
1: though? The racism thing got worse the minute Barack Obama got elected. Let that sink in. And it was the left that kept pointing to it after Barack Obama got elected because it was the excuse every time anybody on the GOP side, whether that be an actual legislator or whether that be talk radio guys, anybody that dared speak out against what Barack Obama was doing with things like Obamacare and the big spending bills. You were a racist because obviously, if you disagreed right. with his viewpoint, you're a racist well, and it's gotten worse.
2: They were okay, so, so busy congratulating themselves. In that, case,
0: I'm, I'm themselves. In that they, case, they were I'm so busy for congratulating
2: a... themselves for, for mm-hmm. having elected a black man that they never acknowledged what a douchebag the particular one that they chose was.
0: Yeah, well, that's for sure. But in that case, I would like a black Jewish woman. Be the next president because <laughs> then we can get it all over with that one go, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Kamala could claim to be Jewish. The mainstream attacker yeah, on she, that.
0: She is known to claim certain things about herself. Well, are not a, the most truthful, maybe, but. Well, yeah, there was
1: an article on CNN today, and yes, I read CNN, so you all don't have to. I'm so sorry, Darren. That people of color make up nearly half of Joe Biden's transition team. So, again, This is I mean, I looked it up because I wasn't really sure what the demographics of the United States were exactly. Now, And according to uh, the census website, about 76 percent of the United States right now is white. So the fact that 50 percent of the people he's picked aren't white, that means you're being racist, intentionally not giving white people jobs in order to. I mean, this is what the NFL is doing. This is the story you brought to us a, a few months ago, Ryan, with California's new bill where it's like you are installing racism in order to fight racism and it makes zero sense of course but this that, that proposition the proposition was fortunately shot down you were guilty oh so that one didn't pass wow
2: yeah i i do you even listen to me i, no. I went over this a couple shows ago
1: i mean not everybody <laughs> listens to every show so i mean you got to give them a refresh i like like you I don't listen to every show i get that. right i don't listen to every show it take too long. It would, but. This is the kind of stuff that's going on, and it makes zero sense. I mean, we have Kamala Harris only because of the color of her skin and her gender. That's the only reason she's the vice president. Everybody knows this. When she was the candidate trying to be the president, she got like two percent of the support. It was horrible. Nobody wanted this woman. So Joe Biden picking her, there's no question why he picked her. He, he backed himself into a corner saying he was definitely going to pick a female and then he was forced to pick a female of color. And then he was like, wow, the, my choices are, are so bad. It's got to be Kamala.
0: Are, are we nah, certain this is all planned? I think this was all have planned. we
2: checked it's with Willie Brown? Are we certain that she identifies as female? I don't know. Uh, and, and if so, does she hate trans people?
1: And I think you're right, Mark, that it is all going upon uh, schedule, which is why. There are so many people that believe this election was stolen because, yeah, the last Trump because it was stolen was what the whole world. I mean, this is not just the United States. I mean, this is what one of the most interesting things talking to you, Mark, is you're way out there from us in the Netherlands. And the people there are very engaged, it seems, with American politics.
0: What happens in America? doesn't stay in america no you know why because of language because uh uh american english is easiest to understand of course especially because of the uh big handle uh, the media has uh, you know like uh, the entertainment industry has on uh on europe so it's because of uh of that it's also america is the most transparent if you look at politics because you can just, I can view C-SPAN, and I can look at you know the Kavanaugh hearings and all of that stuff, uh, the uh, the Strock uh, hearing, all of that stuff. You know, remember, right? So um, you have so a front row seat. Yes, and I'm able to speak the language, which is uh, also, I think, the you know, I mean, I could probably view uh, the uh, the uh, the 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 political climate of Denmark as well, but I don't speak Danish. So that's just really difficult to uh, to follow in real time. But the U.S., everybody speaks English. So that's, but not British, because British is not really English. <laughs> it's not, I mean, uh, there are two reasons why people don't follow British uh, politics is because one, their system is so messed up and everybody's shouting. And it's, yeah, there are so many accents in Britain that it's just, it's very difficult to understand, uh, you know, what exactly they're talking about. and. I mean, they can say a lot of things about, uh, about Trump, but if you want to see like, uh, you know, grown men behave as small children, then of course, look at the house of commons, uh, to a debate over there. So that's not really interesting much. Um, yeah, everybody can, can view the, uh, the situation in the U S. However, what really wears me down is, um, that if you are, if you do not really agree with, the mainstream view on things then the media of course has such a big handle and it's also the, the dutch media which is all owned by belgian uh, jewish owners which is also a little bit you know strange but we don't have really free press here anymore it's all owned by uh, by a small number of uh, of hands rubbing together now just kidding <laughs> um the thing is that um if you don't follow the mainstream um a viewpoint then you are immediately uh, cast aside because uh y- y- then the only place for you is in the conspiracy corner where all of the crazy you know nail-biting uh uh the conspiracy theorists who uh are sure that the government is behind everything uh and they're saying all of that while smoking weed and pulling out hair you know <laughs> right that's that's a but, group but, but that's not that crazy it's it's true. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and and there are days where I also feel like biting my nails and, and you know, pulling out my hair because it's just, it's <laughs> it's so difficult to, for example, last Sunday, uh, yesterday, I went to church, of course, to, to mass. And after mass, I, uh, okay, let me back up a little bit more. Like Saturday, uh, our pastor visited, our parish priest uh, visited my house because we were talking about uh, uh, getting uh, married. Uh, for the church, my wife and I, not the pastor and I. So, um, uh, and we started talking a little bit about Trump and he was like, yeah, finally he's gone. And uh, you know, the, just a mainstream thing, which is just annoying to me. And I don't know what, exactly what he said, but he pushed exactly the right buttons to get me to start <laughs> on uh, that. I, I, I think that the, the election is stolen or whatever. And I, I should have just, I should have, I should have, hidden my power level to him but i didn't <laughs> i for some reason i was like no 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 no, and i shouldn't have done that because then yesterday he he approached me after mass and he said oh, I, i've got this news uh, article for you and he gave me this newspaper with this you know column from one of the left parties uh ex-left party uh parliamentary uh, members or you know like political party members he was kicked out by the way but you know he's still uh lefting on green left is uh, the name which is also by the way the green left party they write uh green left but the word green is written in red and left is on the right side so they really do (laughs) invert everything you know wow this is just it's yeah and it's so blatant but people don't notice it but anyway so this is i'm i'm not able to get through to him he's also not able to get through to me obviously right but this is how uh, the, um, political climate is just messing everything up because I don't, I don't want to talk about religion with, you know, anyone from uh, who's in politics, but I also don't want to talk about politics with my parish priest because I want him to, you know, uh, um, to, uh, make, uh, the Eucharist, uh, you know, do all of that, um, uh, create a, a celebrate mass with us. And then I want to f- go home feeling wholesome and renewed and replenished and everything. But now I was just, I was, I was so angry that because of the system, my parish priest and I are on opposite sides and I don't blame him. I blame this, this infectious mind controlling disease that has everyone, you know, locked in his own point of view. And this causes people to just, you know, not get along based on their their viewpoint, uh, political viewpoint, and I, I'm so annoyed. So I'm I'm the only thing I can do is just pray. Please, uh, you know, bring out the truth. That's all I want is the truth, right? I don't want my side to win. I can I'm okay with losing if it's the truth, right? But ah, oh, it's just it's very frustrating. To well, yeah. Me. And so there's there's no way to have
1: any kind of honest debate anymore because it is both sides have. Um, made the other side into the enemy. It's no longer that there are two sides that are in it together, and we need to compromise and figure out how everybody gets what they want, or at least as close to what they want as possible. Exactly.
2: And now, it, no, no, the they, they are calling for for compromise and and reconciliation. Now that, they're, that they believe Biden won, it's empty words.
0: Empty words being zero. Yeah, it is. You know, it that's is because. They got four years to try all of that. You know, they didn't,
1: and only Biden I, is saying that everybody else on the left, including AOC, they're like, we should have a list of everybody that supported Trump, and we need to ruin their lives. More or less is the, yeah. um, you know, this is yeah. literally and, what's going on. And if on you now. think
2: that Biden isn't isn't planning that, I
1: don't think <laughs> Biden knows the difference between China well, and his socks. So I
0: don't I, know <laughs> if uh, if you know, I think well, he can plan it. I think this is all China. I think. I was always, when Alex Jones was always saying this, I was like, what? China, why? But now I kind of understand the uh, the connection with China. I mean, China has just pocketed all of these polit- po- politicians and either they were already corrupt or they were corruptible or they have been, you know, uh, the... the corrupted by i don't know uh, blackmail or stuff like that but it seems that they do have a very big handle on uh, on everything from the vatican to joe biden yeah and it's uh it's a very strange thing um but about biden where in the world is biden because we haven't heard anything mm-hmm. from him after his Uh, what was it, acceptance speech that was probably pre-recorded. The reason I think it's pre-recorded is because, let me just finish this point, is because Natalie Biden and Hunter Biden were on the stage holding hands together, which they would never, ever do if this would have happened after those pictures, you know, those damning pictures were all released of Hunter uh, having, uh, you know, showing off his uh, schlong to everyone. (laughs) Right, right. And, 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 probably doing it with both his um uh the wife of his deceased uh um uh, uh, brother and uh his deceased brother's daughter so it's it's it was probably pre-recorded based on that idea alone but after that we haven't seen biden we haven't seen harris um where are they hiding the the
2: office of the president elect right <laughs> which is wherever the hell that is in some, so, basement. some soundstage
0: in Joe's basement. Yeah, it's probably somewhere in terramar Yeah, I wouldn't are, doubt are it. Are you
2: suggesting that that Joe has passed on, per perhaps, or you know, he, it could be that could be that they've come up with a way to to send video feed through a seance,
1: dude? We've already talked about this. The deep fakes and the ability for this to happen now is without seeing this guy in person. This is this is where something like a pandemic comes in really, really handy when you're yeah. only viewing your world leaders on a screen. You don't
2: know if that's yeah. real. Well, I I I mean, personally, I have never personally placed my own eyes on any president of the United States. Uh, they I, I've only seen any of them through a screen because they're thousands of miles away from me. Now I've seen two. Yeah,
0: but right person. now media seems to be like flying in a holding pattern, which is just it's it's a, a strange phenomenon. It's they are. Do you remember? You've probably seen the Matrix, and then that part. I think it's in in the in um, uh, the the final uh, uh, movie number three, where Neo is going to to talk with the machine, and while he's doing that, the machine is is in a holding pattern you know uh, not attacking and not you know they're not being attacked but they're just waiting until neo can do his thing and afterwards you know the machine uh admits uh that there was this infectious thing and it but this is like the media is right now is in like the same kind of a holding pattern waiting for something to 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 end and i think it's it's very plausible that something happened either with biden recently or longer ago and they don't really know what to do. They they've locked they've painted themselves into a corner.
1: Well they're very clear that nothing irregular happened during this election. That is the story that's being pushed daily even yeah, though that was the playbook
0: for the media. Yeah. But of course the media gets a playbook but not all of the um the uh the different um uh parts of the system are in uh, continuous communication. So uh, you know it's like the the media apparatus is on a different system than the political apparatus, and sometimes the coordinator uh, tells the media that based on what is happening on the other systems, the media has to do this and that. But right now, it seems that that connection is is broken or at least uh, flimsy. So the media is now in a holding pattern. It's just going on, you know, bringing out corona numbers and all of that stuff. Um, but from government, we don't hear much. Um, I think, meanwhile, Trump is being, you know, maybe what I'm hoping is that all of the um, the the uh, legal stuff uh, having to do with the election is a little bit of a smokescreen for what is happening behind the scenes, which is hopefully a little bit more interesting than, uh, you know, just uh, the uh, these affidavits uh, being brought out by Giuliani, which are also very interesting, of course. But they are still... Um, they're not enough for the media, at least international media to say, well, okay, based on this, we, uh, we think that there's a smoking gun here somewhere. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, back, back to my initial point, it's very probable that Joe Biden is either, um, I don't know, maybe he's stroked out or something and he's in the hospital or, uh, he, uh, he moved on to, uh, his proper burning seat in the midst of hell. <laughs> See, I wouldn't doubt that <laughs>
2: I, I, for, for the purpose of, of of governance of the world. I don't think it matters what happened to Biden in particular. You know, every every president has has at least in my lifetime. It's never been about the person. It's about the image. It's about the figurehead. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's all they need is is an image of Biden. So I, I suppose, you know, what, what you're saying is plausible if if he's already gone on. You know, given that that everything he says is is oblivious and unintelligible anyway, he could have just recorded a whole bunch of gibbering uh, into a microphone in front of a couple of flags and a sign says yeah. Office of the President-Elect.
0: It, I think it so. could happen. But and based on I mean, the, what, uh, the holding hands of Hunter and Natalie Biden on stage. I think that that's what happened. Oh, they just
1: were putting on a happy face. But it is interesting but, when you see how the media covers the stuff. There was a, a story today that uh, the Trump campaign pushing back the Washington Post. I mean, the, something changed with the uh, f- the legal case in Philadelphia and in Pennsylvania, rather, that uh, we talked about the other day. We did three hours on the election with D.C. Girl on Friday and learned some oh, cool, really interesting stuff with the stats. but. The Washington Post, of course, came out with, oh, Trump has withdrawn a bunch of his complaints about the 600,000 you know, missing or flipped votes in right. Pennsylvania. But that Trump's like the campaign's like, no, we didn't. I mean, this yeah. is this is on the heels of the Washington Post. Remember coming out with, oh, the guy in Erie, Pennsylvania, the post office worker who had all this evidence. Oh, he recanted his story and he came out with, no, I didn't. I mean, so th- it, this it, is yeah. getting more blatant.
2: It sounds like a new low, but it's really just the natural evolution of the direction that their their reporting has gone. I mean, it, media has always been biased in in what stories they select and then, well, na- yeah, but and then after a while like they this. started using they, they started using anonymous sources or or you know sources d de- say and and then you can, you know, that's a huge window to make some stuff up and and then after a while they, you know, would just cut away from from the people telling you stuff so that they could tell you their narrative. And now, I mean, it's a natural evolution that they are just straight up making up stories because they know. Well, Yeah, but wait, making up stories
1: is one thing. This is for uh, now two cases. Recently, they've reported people, you know, like recanted their statements who didn't. What good is that when those people are still alive to go? Be, uh, no, he didn't.
2: Be, because their audience are the people who listen only to WAPO and New York times. And, and get no information from somewhere else. And when you combine that, you, the, the biggest thing that was a threat to the mainstream news was people learning uh, truth, people learning things that, that the mainstream news might be wrong about something from social media, but social media is on board. They don't have to worry about that anymore. If, if you say something, uh, you know, if, if WAPO tells you that the sky is purple And then you go out to your Facebook feed to go confirm it and your Twitter feed to go to confirm it. And nobody anywhere online that you can see is telling you. Otherwise you have no reason anymore to believe that the sky isn't purple. Yeah. Actually, actually purple and blue are basically the same color to me. So I kind of think it is, but
0: (laughs) that's racist. (laughs) Yes, It it is. Especially if you only get your your news from like the mainstream newspapers and uh, television, you know, like uh, national television, who all have donated to the Clinton Foundation somewhere oh. between, you know, the second and, half of and, Obama's and if, term. and
2: If their yeah. fever dream continues and, and we go into January and they decide to install Kamala Harris as the president, then everything <laughs> that they said and everything they did. I would love that. It, well, I mean, that's what they want. That's what they think is going to happen. And and if if that happened, then every single lie that they tell, every every story they cover about there was no election fraud, everything is perfectly legitimate. It's all fine. Sit down, put your head between your legs, and kiss your ass goodbye. You know, whatever they say, it, it, the moment that that Kamala is president, then they are absolved of every sin. The only thing, you know, because. All of the you know, there's there's those crazy whack jobs on the far right who can be beaten down and gaslighted. And and then all the people on the left, they've been stringing along. The the reason why they're just fabricating stories now is because they need the the half of the country uh, or, or the world that is already in their pocket. They just need to not lose them. And they've
0: still got it as long as they can keep the presidency. Uh, The thing that is, I'm doubting that that many people actually voted for Biden. So Uh, I don't think so. that's the thing. No. So in reality, they have more people against them than, you know, media portrays, which is just the the dumbest move you can ever make is piss off the majority, the large majority, because now everyone is skeptical about all of this stuff. But also they're never going to going to going to accept kamala Harris to be the new president she's she she wasn't uh, you know uh, chosen for that they wanted her to vacate the the, the or you know the, to uh, to to uh, keep the the chair of the person who has uh, the least amount of influence in the whole country the right. vice president right so they they're not ready and as soon as she becomes president i mean can you imagine what would happen if if she talks to i don't know like uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, Mr. President, I'm speaking right now. Stuff like that. Right. I mean, shut she's up. A, <laughs> she's you, a right, you mean the fact right that she's a bitch, total bitch? Uh, right. <laughs> yes. So that's never going to happen. And I, I think they, they don't really know what to do. So they can only wait now for Trump to make a move to respond to the move Trump is going to make. Because that is now easier than making you know the proactive move themselves. But they're not there. The Trump is now not doing anything, which is probably just making everyone more nervous, which I think is, is a great he, strategy. I, I mean, just golfing is. and, you know, uh, there's a big campaign and um, or big, well, what, uh, big uh, manifestation uh, uh, in. the. Uh, well,
2: what should Trump be doing other than letting his lawyers work through the slow ass court system?
0: Yeah, exactly. Just play golf and wait it out. I, 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 I really I I support this.
2: I think you are absolutely 100 percent correct with regards to, uh, you know, not that many people voted for Biden. The the numbers they're saying about, you know, 70 million, whatever, however many votes they say he got, I I think is I I would I would believe that 60 million voted for him. And I would also believe that there were 10 million made up votes of (laughs) fake people. Uh, But. The, the the vast majority of those would only have voted for him because his, his he's not the orange man. And that's the only reason yes. I don't think anybody likes yes. Biden. Uh, no, but the the one thing that you're missing, and, and I, I absolutely agree with you, that there are more people on the Trump half of the equation. There are more people on the right than on the left who are really pushing uh, in this. But the left is full of activists and activists always go first. The right is full of people who for better or worse, prefer the status quo and just want to get on with their lives. And it takes a lot to get those people up off their butts. And, and even more in an era of bread and circuses where everyone has the internet and everyone has Netflix, getting those people to even getting them to vote was tough, getting them to get off their butts and do anything when the, you know, all it takes is, is a 10th as many people on the left who are, Are going out and marching in the streets and burning down cities and throwing bricks and shouting at the top of their lungs about every offense that they take in order for them to get the same amount of attention as, you know, a hundred times as many people on the right who are like, yeah, just stop fucking and get out of my face and let me live my life.
0: And let me go to my job. Yeah. Another thing, right? I mean, people on the left uh, doing all of that stuff throwing bricks or even delivering bricks in in bulk to, you know, uh, to crucial places. Right. Those people don't worry because they get released the same day. They don't have a job to go to in the morning. But people on the right, you know, they're actually working, trying to provide for the families, etc. Those people have a lot to lose, but the left does not have a lot to lose. So this is one of the reasons why it's going like this. But this... Um, there is a benefit, and that is that now we are uh, seeing that, you know, one side is doing everything they can, t- can to mess up as much as possible, being as hateful as possible, just doing the devil's work. And the other side is actually doing Christ's work of showing, you know, the other cheek, uh, not responding like a like a monkey to violence and um, and and just waiting it out, which is really frustrating. And I really get that. Um because I mean, your hands start itching. You know, you want to do something back, especially if it's your shop being looted or whatever, right? Um, and it was, so, so uh, it, well, 2020 is the year
1: of rioting and looting, and it's interesting when you put all of these things together. I mean, you look at the George Floyd thing, you look at the uh, Ahmaud Arbery thing, these cases, the brianna Taylor thing. There's been so much rioting and looting. And now you're seeing with the COVID thing, you're seeing this worldwide that people are getting out rioting and looting. And I think this all is just been a domino effect, a you know, a movement that has been building, and every news story that is being fed out there, if Donald Trump is declared the winner of this election, is guaranteeing the biggest rioting and looting of all because everybody that's following the mainstream media and only the mainstream media have been told none of this stuff is real. There's no impropriety. So if this is flipped, man, it's going to get really
2: bad. I'm so sick of the threats, though. I, I It's yeah. bullying just saying, hey, if, if you don't if you do not do what we want, we're going to burn down a city. You know what? Right. I, I, I don't give in to bullies. I don't want to give in to threats. You know what? Go burn your Freaking cities down because what are they going to do if 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 the all of these fucking children throw the biggest tantrum ever because their guy didn't get in the White House they're going to burn down Seattle Portland New York L A Chicago uh, and uh, you know what if all these cities actually burn there's going to be a whole lot less Democrat strongholds I think that the whole country might be a lot better off but they'll build back better maybe. I mean, if, if they if, except that Trump doesn't want to build back better, he wants to make America great. <laughs>
0: yes, build back better. By the way, that's like you know to be kind of like looks like a six, it's right? Six six six, <laughs> six. Yes, uh that's been that has been, and uh,
1: as it was pointed out uh, in a few different places, including John C. Devorek over on the No Agenda podcast. If you take twenty twenty and you divide it by six six six. You got 30330 which was the Joe Biden text number for supporting Joe Biden. So <laughs> you just can't make this wow. stuff up, right?
0: Wow, there's some gematria for you. Uh-huh. You you just can't w- make this stuff up.
2: I I will point out that uh it, it, you you were talking about the urge to like if somebody is is decided to loot and destroy and you're sitting here watching your business burn. Um if you are in Florida, uh, a, you will soon get an opportunity to fight back, uh, thanks to a new law from Governor DeSantos in Florida. I don't know if you've heard about this one. Um, it it, it DeSantos has has definitely been outspoken against the organized violence, especially in places like Miami. And uh, there is now uh, a, a new law that they're pushing that permits violence against anyone involved in the, quote, interruption or impairment of a business or, with, or within 500 feet of a, quote, violent or disorderly assembly. Uh, what that means is if people start looting your shop during an Antifa riot, you can shoot them now. Uh, this um, feels like case, progress I would, to I me. Would like
0: a, I would like something like a sprinkler system, but then with bullets instead of <laughs> yeah, Tommy gun. <laughs> because how are you? how else are you going to, I mean, like one or two looters, sure, you know, have a shotgun or something, but a shop full of them? That's, that's difficult. You you won't I, get a handle on that. I, I, yeah, the swarm I wouldn't, comes I in. Wouldn't put, I wouldn't do a
2: sprinkler system of bullets. I'd probably fill it with some kind of foul-smelling liquid, just hose them all down.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Or there's, um, I think here in the data center, there's this uh, system where it just sucks out enough oxygen to make everyone collapse. Oh! But, of course, you need... Working windows for that. And that's right. probably the first thing that will go. So maybe that's not yeah. the best.
1: Yeah. Well, idea, they, they keep taxing on the windows. Yeah. And can, if I could recommend a slogan for Florida, <laughs> if they're looting, we be shooting. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Oh, the, uh,
2: the other aspect of the law is uh that blocking traffic during a protest is now going to be a third degree felony. And more importantly, uh driver who unintentionally harms. Uh, Or injures protesters blocking traffic is afforded immunity and cannot be prosecuted, which means that if you are in driving legally on the road and a bunch of unruly kids are out on the road and start harassing you and banging on your car, you are within your right to gun it, drive over a couple of them, and you can't be prosecuted in Florida. Well, yeah, because your life's in danger at that point.
0: I I mean, however, normal people, it will break their soul. Yeah, yeah, it's a horrible thing. So in in reality, (laughs) what will happen if your shop is like looted by two people is you will hold them at gunpoint until the police comes. That's how decent people do this.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but then they don't stop. This is where when you have uh, violent, radical Antifa swords. Yeah, they're not just going to go. Oh, you have a gun pointed at me. Okay, I'll stop. They're going to run the guy and then they're going to have to get shot.
2: I mean, it might not it might not surprise you to learn that that being in the general vicinity of Seattle, where some of this bullshit's going on, uh, I, I have encountered places where there were, quote unquote, mostly peaceful protesters blocking streets. And, um, you know, I've, I've run through my head the scenario of, well, what if. These people surround the car and start banging on the windows and start trying to damage my car. And, and, you know, I probably would fear for my life and I probably would floor the engine and run over a couple of them, face prosecution. And I wouldn't want to do that. So. So, of course, you know, of course, that's a terrible scenario. And so when I when I approach this sort of thing, I kind of look and my first choice and the choice most normal people should be making is, you know, I'll go find another route. Yeah. Cause no normal people don't actually want to violently. I don't people, normally have but, that choice though. But, but if you are in a situation where you don't have a choice, it's really nice knowing that the legal system is not going to go all McCoskey on you and decide to prosecute you for defending your own ter- property.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is nice. Cause uh, you know, the communists and the socialists don't believe in personal property the capitalist system still does. The interesting thing about Biden's transition team is uh, Tucker Carlson was talking about it. It seems like it's a uh, it's a cornucopia of people from big business, which is it's a weird thing going on for Jeff uh, or uh, Joe's maybe trying to whoever is pulling those strings, you know, trying to placate both the far left and Wall Street at the same time. That's not going to go well, but yeah. Um, we
2: can, uh, you know, if he spreads enough money around it, can maybe, but I think we
1: should merge into a software or, you know, more of a tech story anyway, since we have the great Mark Von Dyke, the void zero of the <laughs> no agenda stream. Uh There's a, <laughs> yeah, there's, I'm not that techie anymore though. Oh, I, you I know, kinda, your stuff, you know what you're doing. Um I mean, you're in the EU too. Yeah. And we're not, this is where yes. the story comes out of, which is, have you heard the new uh, slogan in the EU, which is. Security, despite encryption.
0: Oh, I can, I can guess what this is about. I haven't heard it, but is this about getting a backdoor into encryption? Of course it is. Well, it's, and no, of and the, course it is.
2: The reason why you can guess is because this comes out from from authoritarian law enforcement regimes all over. About every six months, somebody comes out and calls for we need backdoors and everything.
1: Well, it's not just about back doors, but it's about how they can do their job without them and what I mean, it's it's going to come down to, I believe, more making the use of encryption illegal if you're caught doing something. You know, it's kind of like um, in the United States. I mean, here in Chicago, there's harsher gun laws. If you go hold up a gas station with a knife, you're not going to get as rough of a sentence allegedly. Than if you hold it up with a gun and i'm thinking now using encryption in any way to commit a crime in the eu even if that's just i made an encrypted call is going to uh, put you behind the eight ball i'm guessing because there are no back doors in a lot of
0: these systems yeah i mean there's so many complications like one is how are you going to determine uh every phone call and are you just going to I don't know, sue people in bulk or something, Uh, automate all of that. (laughs) Like, oh, you use the encrypted telegram, uh, phone communications uh, uh, system. Okay. So here's an automated bill, which is just, it's, it's, it's like an encryption tax in that case. If if it's, uh, you know, like just the, uh, um, not a felony, but uh, what's the other word? You know, just a uh, misdemeanor, something misdemeanor.
1: Yeah. And there's so (laughs) many ways to, to communicate over encrypted channels i mean there's open source
0: things like talks like you mentioned
1: you know there's signal there's telegram there's the
0: then there's the problem where i mean internet has been so about encryption that this is just it's impossible to implement what are we going to do are we going to uh change the algorithm so that when you generate an ssl uh certificate then uh you have to submit your key or do you have to uh, use an algorithm that is uh, already broken because in that case mark i would like you to stop
2: giving them ideas
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but i mean all the ideas that come up in my mind are just stupid it's not
2: yeah yes and that's why i'd like you to stop giving them to the government (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah the government doesn't well, know I'd that i'd like them to implement uh, more stupid ideas you, you, because
2: the, the european union is also facing uh, a a particularly unique problem to europe uh which w- with regards to this encryption thing and that problem is the gdpr which is uh the subject of uh, the the thing that i read was a draft resolution on encryption from the council of the european union um Basically, they have a a thorn in their side in the name of one Austrian named Maximilian Schrems. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Uh, but he is he is an online activist who has sued the EU successfully twice. In fact, uh, under the GDPR, Uh, the most recent one was in July of 2020, where he sued Facebook, saying uh, as a European citizen, I demand that my data not be exported to america which yeah. is a problem for facebook um yeah. and he won this one which means that eu now has case law that says people can demand that their personal information not be sent to the united states um that combined with some other privacy restrictions has resulted in uh, the only really good technical way to prevent european data to to follow the gdpr Involves preventing data from going places where it can't, and uh, given that the internet routes outside of the EU all the time, um, what it means is that a lot of schemes have come up using encryption, and encryption has come out to be a method of enforcing the GDPR, which is a real problem if you are European law enforcement, because now you know people using encryption to enforce the GDPR. Looks a lot like people using encryption to, to say uh, plan an Islamic terrorist attack in France or Austria right. or somewhere, which is so which is the are, big
0: thing that's triggering them exactly. So how are you going to determine what is what? That's one of the you know one of the problems the other problem and, is and, just and that's
2: why this particular call for well, just put a back door in so that EU intelligence can read all the messages and determine whether they're right. good or bad.
0: Well, and and that's also running on the assumption that there are not already backdoors in place because we know that there are backdoors in place in a way that uh, do not even require, uh, uh, you know, software users to do anything because we have the Intel, uh, what, what's it called? The, uh, you know, the extra chip that is on all Intel yeah. boards. Are, are, the, uh, are you thinking of the TPM? The, no, the M- MEI okay the, uh, uh, intel actually has a number TPM of is like a trusted programming module that's yeah. that's a way to actually encrypt shit uh that is a uh, you know uh, 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 on a uh, like a hardware a key i i i bought two of those for my two servers but i never been able to get those to work it's really strange well,
2: in, intel has strange a, about thing. intel now has about five or six add-on uh processors that are are some kind of black box hardware processor that's. Independent from the CPU, which is now attached to a lot of their stuff, they, they keep coming out with new specs for different things. And we actually did a story on Grumpy Old Ben's about a month or two ago, uh, where uh, somebody was pointing out that there are actually a lot of flaws in some of these Intel uh, black box processors, yes, yes, and, and that is no, this. nobody
0: knows about it because, right. because of course, there are no specs or API yeah kind of well there are but they're all you know secret and hidden this is about the intel management engine uh yes that's the one autonomous subsystem it has been incorporated in virtually all of intel's processor uh since uh, 2008 is located in the platform controller hub of modern intel motherboards and it always runs as long as the motherboard is receiving power even when the computer itself is turned off, now I don't know how to reach, you know, the uh, IME when the computer is turned off because obviously you don't have a network connection. So what I'm thinking is that, um, and this is uh, uh, implementable worldwide, is that they are using the power mains as a uh, communication system. Uh, for example, I bought recently bought these. Um, um, uh, devices that allow me to uh you know do uh regular uh uh internet connections over power mains so this is probably also going over power mains uh and and if it's if it, if this is true then yeah i mean every computer apparently can be hacked over the mains instead of being hacked over uh i mean that's how i would do it so that's probably how intel does it is you know well. you can just Use I'm, I'm, the mains.
2: My, my my first thought on that is if if you are creating a, a motherboard or, or a CPU, wh- which are the two components that are easy to control, um, in order to, you know, because the power is so filtered coming through the PSU, you, you pretty much would have to also put circuitry inside the PSU to manage the power mains. Um, it might be easier, and and I've definitely seen this technology. Have you heard of an Ethernet knock?
0: It's yeah, but that e- requires even, Ethernet to be powered. And
2: well, if the motherboard is powered, then how do you know the Ethernet it doesn't have just one tiny little thing that is powered just listening for
0: a knock? That's a good point. It's like wake up on land stuff like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Wake on uh, land uses an Ethernet knock.
0: Yeah, but for that you always have to have the uh the layer one connection, which is you know uh, just uh, establishing the uh, the uh, the speed like 10 Mbit, 100 Mbit or gigabit. Um yeah. but when when you turn that off, when you turn wake up on lan off, then as soon as the computer turns off, then there's also no connection to a switch anymore. But uh for Intel it's much easier to reach the iME over the mains because then you have to plug in your uh you know your controller into the mains of a data center and you can reach all of the Intel servers at once just by sending like a, a generic command. While if you do this over Ethernet, then you have to, you know, travel over switches or they have to have contracts with the uh, third parties like Cisco or whatever. Mains is so much easier. So I really yeah, I'm 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 almost yeah. certain that this is using mains.
2: I mean I mean both of them are plausible if you work hard enough at it, but I'm thinking and both uh, e- Ethernet is possible if, possible if you're well. gonna send data Ethernet is, is definitely higher bandwidth. Uh, you know, no, 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 your, your no, bandwidth no. is no, really low over power because any, any line no, conditioning surge protector is going to. Yeah.
0: No, I've got almost like a gigabit of speed here. I think like 400 or 500 megabits over my mains in my whole house. So I have one uh, one, one, one transmitter. Right. And Are I've you got using two. power
2: over ethernet
0: or, or no, no, I'm sorry. This is is a, yeah. This is a uh, ethernet, uh, over main. So yeah. I've got two, okay. uh, and I've got one, one of them, usually in the summer, I, uh, I put this one in my, uh, in my, uh, in my garden and the other one, uh, or in my lawn somewhere where I've got power and the other one just close to my, uh, to my, uh, uh, router and it's, it's just working fine. So, but i mean you know, high it, speed as well.
2: Aren't there devices that you can't put in? Like, like if you put in a, a battery backup that had some kind of line conditioning that would pretty much kill your, you know, just throwing a capacitor into the system a low, a low pass would kill most of that signal it, it seems right. like
0: but wouldn't if you wouldn't you uh if you were intel wouldn't you work around all of that stuff well now I, I, progo
1: says I you both have this totally wrong that you would just have to send a message embedded in data received over the network and if the cpu processes a data packet the ime can detect if it's a command
0: right right yeah but still, i'm totally to speculating to wildly reach- here yeah and i I agree with this i would just i would not rule out mains as an alternative way of reaching reaching a server yeah i I don't
2: disagree i have no knowledge about this i'm just speculating out of my ass it's what i do on this show
1: and when it comes to encryption the the cat's out of the bag for people that know what they're doing i would think though that there's a lot of criminals who don't know what they're doing who aren't techies who don't go and do their homework to learn how to do this stuff. And they're going to be caught by, you know, the, which whatever the law enforcement agency in their local uh, area is, you know, that's pushing an app or something like, Hey, download Sir Bemrose encrypted communications. You'll be safe.
0: And then oh, I heard that one on uh, Nick, the rat yeah, it's only 69. That's <laughs> a good one.
1: Right. And it's, it's yeah. the, the, I hate to tell you, it's not really safe. Do not, Expect your data to be safe. Well, safe from whom? Well, from anybody that you don't want to get it. But that I, I,
2: not everybody is paying me for your data, so it's t- safe from some of them.
1: That's true. You, that it goes to the highest bidder, which is how all this stuff goes. There's a a new complaint in the EU over Apple's use of a uh, what they call an IDFA. You know, of course, identifier for advertisers, which is unique to every phone. Now, I don't know if this is something that is you know, set when the phone is set up or if it sticks with the phone, which would be interesting too, because people do end up selling their phones after a couple of years. But they have a, uh, you know, a tracking ID in the Apple devices and the EU I and mean, people are suing, saying I didn't opt into this because in the EU, you have to opt in for any non-essential tracking. And it turns out advertiser information, not essential in the EU. So I'll give I'll applaud them on that one. But I, I don't yeah, know how pretty, they're going to be OK. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to keep the uh, encryption from being used, though.
2: The, the the handset based advertising ID, at least on the Apple side, I know I know it's changed a couple of times on Android. I'm not sure what it is now, uh, but on the on the Apple side, it is a it is stored in the device firmware. However, there is a control in the settings which says reset my ID and then it it creates a brand new one that it then stores in the firmware and sends to every advertiser. So the, the advice, at least on, on Apple uh, handsets was if you don't want to be tracked go in at least once a week and push the generate a new ID button. So at least they're not going to have more than one week worth of data on you. Makes sense. But people have to know that's I, there. I, I'd rather it just always send null, no, but <laughs> I might not have control of that software.
0: I think one of the, one of the effects of this will have if encryption will really be you know backdoored is people will stop using it for trusted communication and they will use other ways of communicating you know uh sometimes um it's i mean it's it's kind of like a catch-22 because it's always like government wanting to you know be ubiquitous and having control over all things and then people invent new ways of you know uh, avoiding uh standard communications and inventing new things so this will probably uh if if nothing else it will give a boost to alternative projects uh yeah. maybe uh, maybe a different kind of internet or a, a mesh net or whatever but i mean this is the only thing that this will really do is it will uh it will help the uk sink into the ocean faster i think <laughs> it cannot do fast enough after what they are, you know, how they are messing up their own country. Have you heard about this? Uh, what's his name? John, uh, you know, the uh, prime minister for a long time over there. John, uh, what's uh, his name? Who's, who said we will never be a world power ever again. Boris? No, it's, no, no, it's longer ago. It's uh, oh. with, uh, with a cleft in the chin.
2: Oh, oh. that guy. <sighs> yeah.
0: Man. With the big glasses, <laughs> long face. Well, I-
2: i mean you 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 nailed it with with if if you backdoor a technology then people will stop using it um people are never yeah. going to stop using encryption it's too critical and important and useful to uh, almost everything we want to do uh yeah, but there are if ways they of you to- know,
0: doing steganography so that yeah. you have an encrypted channel with another encrypted channel and oh right. yeah I mean, there, there's always going to be ways and and the yes. effect
2: is going to be if if somebody manages to put a backdoor into Telegram, Signal, WhatsApp, the effect will be it kills Telegram, Signal and WhatsApp and then people Probably, will move yeah. to whatever the next system is that has encryption. You can't uninvent the encryption algorithms. They're out there and any programmer who has, you know, time and and a lot of testers because it's actually not that easy, uh, will be able to implement. Actually, it is easy. You you go grab an open source encryption package that has been well used and well tested and you incorporate it into whatever app you're creating, look an app without a backdoor. And if somebody finds a backdoor in that one, that app dies and you go create a new one. These you can't uninvent this no matter how much control a government agency wants. Well, and if you exactly. don't need or, or,
1: real time two way communication, it's very easy to send messages through all sorts of things. Like you said, through more of the, uh, the uh, hidden CD messages ROMs.
0: yeah i <laughs> remember that <laughs> sharing your oh. cd roms with pirated wares yeah oh, man, those were the days right yeah but i mean even, I, don't, uh, I don't really have a cd player here anymore so that's a
1: little bit wow see really there, the difficult. technology changes that changes pretty quick with the uh you know the digital medium but you can do anything i mean you can yeah. have you know it's like okay so uh if you want to send a, a coded message it's like okay listen to grumpy old ben's Wait till thirty-three minutes in, and then every fifth word that Ryan says is your, you know, is yeah,
0: your coded message. You go, wow, Soviet style, right? But yeah. I mean, open book number three. your coded message is going to be thirty-three. Yes,
2: your coded message is going to be Inslee fuck government. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: going to be a repeating <laughs> message. <laughs> this message will repeat just to make sure you got it correct. But yeah, I, there are so many ways to communicate now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it. it there, there if was the a time. Communication. I, I, who cares? I mean, when I'm talking with my wife, it's all about hey, how's your day? Uh, how late will you be home? Hey, can you pick up something at the store? Uh, how are the children doing? Stuff like that. You need a backdoor for that. Fine. You want to pry into my private life? Fine, because I don't really. If you want to lower yourself to that absurd level of infringement, then you know what go ahead and, and lick my boots, but it, it's, the, and, and you know, real community, like real, uh, encrypted communication, uh, used by, you know, the hardcore criminals. Usually there are other ways of, uh, of breaking that communication. Either you have somebody who, uh, infiltrates the, the whole group or, right. uh, somebody messes up with the, with the technology because it's too difficult to use. Like with the PGP, I think the Dutch, uh, police, um, had uh infilt- had done those one or two things at least they they had the encryption key to uh, pgp information on encrypted phones and they were able to decode like a metric ton of information including uh corrupted uh you know uh, a policemen who uh, were uh, working together with the criminals uh, i think it's uh, like coke dealers and stuff like that so why why? Why do they need it? Why do they want to know how my wife's day is going? You know, stuff like that. I mean, it's it, just, it sounds, it's to, me an like, it it's sounds just, to me like absurdity. It sounds to me like
2: you have nothing to hide.
0: Well, what? I mean, what? What more do people have to hide than their? I, I don't know, like perverted sexual preferences, or maybe uh, having an affair, or I mean, I'm, I'm just maybe I'm, I'm, I'm one of the good guys, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, that is. I mean, look at what you know, the the concept behind the Hunter Biden laptop that should have made everybody in the United States just cringe is the fact that China had the laptop, and it seems like he fell for the old honeypot, which is, oh, we're doing some business in China. Oh, here, oh, you like to do drugs, do you? Well, we'll get you high, and then <laughs> yeah. some fourteen-year-old girls in, and then we'll video it, and then now we got you now, Buster, right? You know, it's the Jeffrey Epstein thing. It's like the honey pot. See,
2: that that's not even the thing that concerns me. The, the The failure of the "nothing to hide" argument is is it fails not because I particularly care uh, about you know if if people if the government or whoever gets information on what kind of porn I look at. Um, I, I am more concerned when I hear people like elected representatives saying we are keeping a list of everybody who is a Trump supporter and we are going to destroy them. And And when people do that, then that's where yeah, I true. start thinking the the nothing to hide argument really doesn't have any merit because it's something really, really innocuous. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't actually I'm not really a fan of socialism, so I'm going to vote for the guy who's not a communist uh, and, and just that's the kind of thing that that you don't think you have to hide it but if if it becomes codified as part of the government that anybody who voted for Trump is hunted down I, I don't think it's going to get that bad now but it, you yeah. at this point you know what how bad it's going to get is is a little weird of a question for 2020 you know when when there are people out there who are saying if you voted for Trump we're going to destroy your life right. then suddenly hell yeah i want to hide who i voted for
1: well, it's it, it's that constant surveillance again, like we talked about with TikTok and all this other stuff, which seems like again, like with with Mark saying, "Well, who cares if they listen to me talking to my wife? Great." Where TikTok and all these apps come into play is when they are tied to GPS and that, and we mentioned this before on the show. Is well, okay, let's just say you know Jill Biden's phone and you know uh, and uh, Donald Trump's phone. They just keep showing up at the same places. They're at these seedy motels. You know, obviously not. They would never be at a CD motel. But you catch people in power having affairs and stuff that way. Yeah. Because it's data that nobody ever thinks about. Like, oh, wait, somebody's tracking both of our phones. and can go, hey, wait a minute. These two people are constantly meeting up. And uh, they're not supposed to be. And this is how.
2: Right. Are, are you suggesting that Trump and Biden are having an affair? No, Jill Biden, not Joe. Oh, <laughs>
0: that would be the day oh i wouldn't subscribe to that newspaper
1: <laughs> you're all in you're not in for the
0: mainstream media but you're all in for that one but for that you know one, i'd read I would that article gladly make an exception yeah yeah
1: no that would be the, okay see now that would be an even better scandal is that joe biden and donald trump were having an affair that i don't know if the country's ready for that no, oh, but my.
0: I mean, it's it, it is a good example of uh, of stuff you want to keep secret, even from governments. Another example of that is just uh, attorney-client privilege. You know, uh, you don't want your uh, your government to snoop on that. And of course, there are many many examples of um, of the necessity for encryption, and that government essentially cannot be trusted with all information and do the right thing, right? Because. I mean, it gives them just too much power. So this is one of many reasons why I think that this just will never pass. I mean, you have to break the internet, you have to break communications, um, but also you cannot even protect government from itself anymore. So what will happen then is that you know either there will be power grabs in 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 government, or big corruption scandals will come out. Or I mean, this is just it's it's not sustainable. It's 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 a pipe dream. Well, do you think this
1: covid, all the lockdowns and all of the uh, freedoms that have been taken away, even in countries that are allegedly, you know, very free, is going to have a long term effect on all of this stuff where the government overreach is just becoming easier and easier because, well, we've seen it worked with covid. Is it really that big of a step for all of a sudden, you know, the United States, California, especially to be like. Oh, it's a bad ozone day. So for the Green nah, New Deal, you have to stay know. home. Gonna,
0: nah, I don't know. Do it's you think the sun is going to come up tomorrow? The sun. So, oh, it, he he said. Do
2: you think this is going to have an effect? I just. Yes. I'm sorry. Go on.
0: <laughs> Sorry, miss you, you on that one. Excuse me. No, I, but, uh, you know, I think co- the whole COVID scare is going to wear off sooner or later. Right now, they already switched to number of, uh, you know, people being admitted. And the uh, meanwhile, the death uh, number is going down and down and down, of course, because more people get tested, but fewer people die. So there's no other, uh, on the, on, you know, n- nothing else can happen. The death rate has to go down. So uh, this is going to wear off. And I think if right now people don't really mind having to stay indoors because it's cold outside anyway, but you just wait when it's springtime and summertime and people want to go out and the government is going to say no, then I think then, you know, people will ask, uh, but how about the low death rate? And then the government will have a, a shitty excuse and then people will just say we just had and then we'll we just had
2: a summer a few months ago and people didn't and everybody wore a diaper on their face
0: of course because it was new right i think the novelty will wear out and And, people and and and
2: covid will certainly pass there's only so long that they can keep the lie going that this virus is still killing millions of people uh at some point covid is you know they they just announced a vaccine so covid is going to be swept under the rug and disappear but they will definitely come up was something new to be afraid of, because that's the, the mechanism of control. You have to permanently be afraid of something. And more importantly, and the reason why COVID bothers me so much is not because there's a virus out in the world. It's because if the government ever takes rights away, they do not give them back. It, it is a rule of government. And these lockdowns were unprecedented destruction of freedoms across the entire world. And we are never going to return without violent revolution. We are never going to return to be having all of those freedoms back. And that is the th- the worst legacy of COVID as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, uh, so the violent revolution is the only thing that can happen right now. If we want to get our freedoms back.
2: I don't want violent revolution. They're messy and unpleasant. Yeah, I just want my freedoms I back. I just don't know how to do that. Yeah. When Jay Inslee shows
1: up at your door with a vaccine that oh, he's going to jab guy. you with.
0: No, but it's and, true. If, if the vaccine, people will gladly stand in line to get that vaccine. And then the next thing happens that will make people afraid. Like yeah. A, and then they'll know, lock the, us the the down for that meteor or something. Yeah. The, I There's mean, meteor the are coming. Everybody stay inside, which makes <laughs> no sense. But I, I,
2: I, <laughs> now, now that now that Jay Inslee has had a taste of, of putting his knee on the testicles of the economy. Um, you know, next time that there's a, a bad winter storm coming in, he's going to announce, "Okay, all restaurants are required to close just for tonight because it's going to be really windy and rainy." I, I, like that's never happened before, but it, I, he's just, it's going to happen now because people are going to accept that. Well, the government has this much control over us now, we might as well, you know, give in and and do what they say. Well, you know, if we just
1: paused the economy for four to six weeks and everybody stayed home, this would all be better.
0: Well, you know, the, the one thing that's always been a really um, re- like a big white pill is how people call it these days, is that nobody's able to predict the future. So whatever's going to happen, we won't know it until it happens. But I think that at some point, um, something positive has to come out of all of this bullshit that we're currently in. And I think I'm, I'm hoping for myself that this will be like with Christmas or something, then, you know, that will be a period where we'll probably get some truth that will come out. And I think truth is also a very, maybe even the most powerful way to, um, To change things is when people know that the current system has to be rejected based on you know actual facts and not not this fear mongering that they've been doing to us for for like over a decade now. Right, but how do you get the
1: truth to the people at this point? Because
0: that requires a miracle. Yeah, because
1: the main social media (laughs) compromised mainstream media compromised. If even if Donald Trump had the absolute proof in his hand that showed. I won this election by millions of votes. How could he get it to the people? Yeah. Supreme Court. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is. And then you have to pray, you know, pray that the court is. And uh, you're right. No, Mark, When nobody can predict the future. Nobody knew how many deaths there were going to be when it came to COVID. The fact is they were way off with every model. The latest story in the Wall Street Journal today was that after 10 months of this, you know, hey, time flies when you're having fun the scientists still really can't prove where this virus is spreading. I mean, we know the virus is real. We know some of the tests are crap. Well, most of the tests are, but this concept that you can track a virus and figure out exactly where it's, uh, how it's traveling. Well, it's a
0: bluff. It's a bluff. They're yeah. bluffing about all, all that stuff. It's just as much of a bluff as, uh, you know, uh, the, saying that you are able to uh, give um, a a biological male a female body. They don't know what they're doing. Have you seen that stuff? It's horrible. They're not able to do that. And effectively, it's horrible. So sooner or later, that truth will also come out. And people are starting to see it right now that they've been, you know, sold a a bridge pretty much. And uh, they shouldn't have uh, have believed in all that stuff. And uh, after the initial... um, happiness wore off. It's uh it's it's it didn't actually make things better and it's the same with this. It's just you know lies on top of lies on top of lies and and sooner or later something has to happen one way or another. So um well yeah, the wokeness. This
1: wokeness has to stop. There was just a story on Breitbart the other day that uh, Target took a transgender skeptical book off the shelves after getting a complaint from one person on twitter this yeah. is you know again how do you get any kind of truth out there and i don't know what the content of this book was if it's good or bad but the concept that one lone person on twitter can get a book removed from a national store's shelves
0: that's worrisome yeah they they put it back though didn't they i don't know i didn't see that Did they did they yeah, cave I, I think they said well in yeah they said in the we want to be uh um we want to serve as all of our clients uh, customers so we uh we decided to put the book back. Wow, how about that? The initial yeah. Allowing Pretty cool.
1: They're actually allowing
0: for people to have different points of view. I mean, how dangerous. <laughs> they'll they'll yeah, be talking for that. Yeah, probably. Well, I I think that's Target, right? Target has done these things before where they chose the side of, you know, decency and not well, bow down to Well, Target
1: like, is going thoughtful. very very woke they're based out of minneapolis they're uh, oh. so you know how it is you know how it is i, I try not to <laughs> it's up when minneapolis is so, right up there with the seattle and portland and uh all the other beautiful places where wokeness is happening right now marxism so here's yeah.
2: here's here's another one that that is sure to annoy you if if you haven't already heard about it are, are do you have an opinion on archive.org adding fact check labels to all the Wayback Machine pages? No
0: way, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's going to cost them so much money.
2: I, it's, I I'm just sitting here going do they have an API? Do we, you know, there's there's what like 30 exabytes of data in the Wayback Machine now. Can I just pull that <laughs> yeah, all sure. off and archive? Go back to my Yeah. I, go back to I, my don't 1990s need history page
0: to- about about deities, you know, about the Greek yeah. deities and the Egyptian deities. And, and then there'll I be a stamp at the bottom Lilith. of the page that says, this is disputed.
2: I mean, a, a oh, fucking archive. Twitter stamp saying, yeah, this is in dispute. Well, yeah, the, this the sun is again will the question tomorrow. Money, man. I, um, I, I, don't, I don't think that they're planning on on doing fact checking of everything, but what they're going to end up doing is is somebody is going to say... Uh, you know, th- this information is in dispute, and it appeared on this page at this time. And they'll be like, "Okay, fine, whatever." I don't want to do. We'll just throw a label on the page. But the problem is that this is the first step down the slippery slope of of rewriting history. And and the moment well, that yeah. they start doing this, it's only a matter of time before they start. El- you know, they've already started eliminating pages that are you know that people say don't you know don't allow. Um, there, you know, there was a. Stuff's getting wiped Sm- out
1: of the Wayback Snopes. Machine. Huh? Stuff's getting wiped out of the Wayback Machine. Yeah.
2: There there was a famous Snopes page that made Snopes look fucking ridiculous where they, they fact-check something stupid. I guess that's what Snopes does these days. But um, it, it, trying to get that page, it, it has been removed from the Wayback Machine. A lot of pages have. Um, now they're putting labels on on historical <laughs> documents. I'm sorry, the moment you start censoring history, uh, what, what's the line from or- Orwell? Uh, who controls the past controls the future, right? and who controls the present controls the past?
0: Well, yeah, there's a big difference between fact-checking uh, something but and opinion. It will opinion. also stifle an innovation, because what if, I, um, what if I discover something that has to you know uh, that's like really revolutionary i don't know like uh, something uh, related to health or whatever then they have to go back in all of these websites and and change their warning to something new this is unsustainable and this will make people more skeptical about the whole thing you know i back in the 90s i predicted that um computers will become more and more like movie os movie os is the kind of computer system that they use in the movies it doesn't really work, but it's just, it's got, you know, all of the right bleeps at the right moments. And it's got all of these nice, beautiful graphic designs. But it, and, like, it like only the interfaces in, in Star Trek. The, exactly. It only functions following the narrative. And, and I, I said, well, uh, probably the computers are going to move this way. And with all of this fact checking stuff, it sounds to me like, you know, old boomers have these ideas, uh, these movie OS ideas about how the internet should function. And that's what they're trying to implement. So there should be warnings on everything that's been contested and yada, yada. And this is their their broken way of viewing the world because the world is going faster than they are able to, you know, uh, to uh, to uh, to follow.
1: So... Yeah, but yeah. here's the problem: textbooks are no longer textbooks; they're off an iPad or whatever tablet you're using.
0: So- yeah, sure, but this uh, everything you see on the screen does not mean that a person who is reading it will automatically accept it. So people will get their bullshit filter. Just you know, uh, they're like, "Oh, okay, here's a uh, here's the policed information that I'm required to know." And what this will what this might do is create a a, a split between people's uh, uh, public identities and their private identities so in public they will be able to regurgitate all of the narrative you know that they have been in infused with uh orange man bad yeah if, orange man bad if, but in in, in close if quarters people, they might if, not. if you can
2: con- if you can convince the general public to wear a diaper on their face everywhere that they go then there's a lot of really stupid shit you can convince the general public to do
0: yes so, you know, maybe this COVID thing isn't all bad. You know, maybe we need a, a, a few, uh, a, a little bit fewer people on the planet. But uh, how do you like <laughs> but maybe. maybe we do need to maintain people under 500 million in. in o- okay, Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> how the Georgia Guidestones, you know, that
1: story. How do you maintain your history at this point? Because we know those who don't know history repeat it. But we now are able to rewrite literally the what the children are using to learn are able to have the text changed immediately. So yesterday, the little iPad said George Washington was a great leader today. It says he was a
0: racist slave owner. (laughs) Yeah. You don't at some point, you know, that meteor will come or the sun will (laughs) go Nova or whatever. And we're just played out. And I saw this documentary the other day from a, or documentary more like this guy talking about research he did where he said, well, you know, uh, space, um, (laughs) Um, everything in space follows a certain wave pattern and uh, suns don't go nova just once they do it multiple times and every every time they do it the uh, polar uh, uh, you know the poles on the earth shift and he he was able to create like a a a big theory about all this stuff so and he's also said that every Every time that this happens, there's a cataclysm on the, on the planet and basically we have to start over again because most of the stuff is either frozen on one side of the planet or uh, boiled on the other side of the planet. And this is how, uh, for example, the, the Mastodons are uh, you know frozen in big layers of ice, which uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting theory to entertain. But I think that something like this is going to happen. Right. When we don't know where to go anymore. Right. When crazy, the most crazy thing that can hit us has hit us and suddenly poof, something nature does something to interfere. Um, and we get, and we all Now, die
2: now I need you. I need you to stop giving 2020 <laughs> ideas for the big finish. He wants the great
0: reset. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great reset. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I just
2: wanted to reiterate the, uh, you know, the point that I said, archive.org needs a uh, competition. They need somebody else to take they, they have uh, that,
0: that, right? Like archive.is or something. Is there, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not I sure. Think, you know, I, I just know that's, that's a to, lot of,
2: uh, that's a lot of data and it is, it is our collective history. And I, yeah. you know, I know that a lot of it is, is pages with marquee and blink tags. So maybe don't need it, oh. but, Uh, the the person in charge
0: archive.is is is archive.org
2: yeah i i I, to my knowledge this is the only database of its type and the person who runs it uh brewster kale um has uh, a late stage tds like many many people in silicon valley um he actually spoke publicly about plans to move the archive.org server farm to canada when trump won in 2016 Um, the biggest donors to the archive.org are the Knight Foundation, the Mellon Foundation, the Rita Allen Foundation, and, uh, Omidyar's Democracy Fund. Um, all of them also fund the Pointer Institute, which handles online fact-checking for Facebook and Twitter. Um, this is not a neutral person. This is not a neutral organization. I feel like this archive is in danger.
0: Well, it should just be blown up. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen.
1: And there's again a big difference between fact checking and opinion checking, and what we're getting on all these social media things are opinion checking. That's a big difference. They're not saying, "Oh, this is absolutely wrong." We have facts in the other direction. They're like, "No, this is disputed." Uh huh.
0: Disputed well, that's my what it ass. Is. Can we is it acceptable fact checking? Yeah.
2: Well, we like like when Trump yeah. tweets, "Good morning." and twitter puts a thing that says
0: (laughs) this is disputed disputed (laughs) yeah as long as he's president because it's always he does it always in the afternoon for me so i I don't get it it's
1: right you're like it's not morning liar yeah
0: i don't get it told
1: you it was bad (laughs) Uh uh-huh orange man is bad he doesn't even know what time of the day it is what he's doing hey guys do you uh do you take commercial breaks because i really i have to take a leak right now oh no that's okay usually ryan just sneaks away so uh I mean, well, you yeah, I was
2: about to, and <laughs> now it would be awkward.
1: <laughs> this is a good time to mention that we do work on the value for value model that we learned from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak over at the No Agenda Show, which means we do these grumpy old Ben's episodes. You're listening to it right now. I mean, lucky you, which means you must be getting some kind of value out of it. What that value is, that's up to you and to take part in the system you go over to grumpyoldbens.com and you click the donate button although it's not big and red so we're doing something totally wrong or you can use the QR code if you want to do the bitcoin thing or you can use the snail mail address which you know I have to go to the post office something came in I got that you know the little picture of it and I think that's another one from Progo because he's on a monthly thing and we appreciate that so we should have that on Friday show for this episode We have a single donor, and that's our buddy Truck Driver, who sent in a donation and said to split it three ways between Grumpy Old Ben's Random Thoughts and the No Agenda Rock and Roll pre-show. And we appreciate Truck Driver for listening to all three shows and realizing that uh, the shows I do without Bemrose, they should be elevated to a higher level and people enjoy them, uh, I think, more because there's less rant and there's more. Enjoyment. But if you want to take part in that again, go over to grumpyoldbens.com. There are plenty of options. And of course, if you want to reach out and have anything you'd like us to discuss, any guests you'd like to see on the show, if you want to invite one of us on the show, it's okay. You can invite just me, you can invite just Ryan, it doesn't matter. That is a Darren. You can invite Old both
2: of us if you want your show to become Grumpy Old Ben's. I
1: mean, if you want to do, if you want to do zero work and just press record and walk out of the room for two hours and come back and go, thanks guys. Thanks
2: for let's, being on the show. Isn't that the sur Seat Sitter model? Yes. So, uh, like you said, and, and he's had some very successful shows doing that. Yes. Like, let's get, let's get Nick and Darren and Larry and, and just throw them all in a show together.
1: Yeah. And then you have to do nothing. It is kind of like uh, podcasting 101. It's a system Man. that works. I mean,
2: there was some hard drinking that wasn't going to do itself.
1: Right, right. And, uh, you know, that is abs in a six pack, as is uh, as, as that their overall uh, MO? I've never talked to either of the other two guys he does the show with. I know he says there's three of them. I think it's just him and he's hearing voices, but maybe other people have heard those voices too. No, I'm hearing know. voices right now. Do you know all that? Do you have a headset on? yeah uh headphones well that might explain it that might explain why you're hearing voices in your head but we are
2: i think this clean feed is injecting messages through my headphones that's what it's right is that is
1: that backward satanic messaging coming from the netherlands or donate (laughs) donate don't what? Sorry. Donate, donate, donate. <laughs> right. It's the value <laughs> for value model. Is that what you used in the Mark and George show? Some like underlying uh, messaging, just running all the time, very quietly. Donate, donate.
0: Well, donate. The, uh, there wasn't. And, really and more importantly, doesn't value. Out. So it, it worked <laughs> splendid. If if you don't provide anything of value, then people will. You know, you can say that everybody oh, donated. I don't exactly know, Darren. Right new
1: exit strategy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Provide <laughs> or, something of value. A new entrance strategy. right
1: right. um the mark and george show was a interesting experiment there's no question about it i would like to
2: know it was good although i i the question i have to ask
0: it was the best train wreck i ever i ever sat in (laughs) i I loved it but the whole thing so
2: I loved it. Darren, which one did you like better? The the Mark show or the George show cuz they were always on at the same time.
1: They were running simultaneously. They could never decide on what topics to talk about and they each got upset when the other one brought up something they didn't want to talk about. It
0: was beautiful though. It worked. It was it was the most disharmonic thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Yes. But it was entertaining. You know, that and, was and uh, Was
2: it though? <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, I was entertained. It
0: was always like I always had to take another two hours to get rid of all of that extra cortisol in my bloodstream. <laughs> so it wasn't Just good for your health. <laughs> I mean, it's not its not a coincidence that shortly after making the Mark and George show, I became a Catholic, you know. Wow. <laughs> he converted <laughs> you
1: right over to.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. His behavior by itself was enough to make me. Catholic. No, Does the Vatican no, I, I know about George? George? Him yes. They should. They should. They should bottle him. They, they should. <laughs> They should buy it. Does the Vatican yeah, know
2: about yeah. George? This would be a great weapon in the arsenal converting people. If they
0: do, I think the current Pope would be very aware of George's yes. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I, I mean, that know. is the I,
1: interesting thing about Catholicism. I'm a good Irish Catholic boy, 50 years old. And this is the You're first good. time in my life that it's like the Pope kind of seems like
0: a dick. You know, I mean, yeah, that, isn't that isn't that weird though? I yes. mean, because it's it's what he uh what he uh he's the master of ambiguity is what he yeah. does. So it's it's almost strange. Like for example, when he um when the media published the story about him accepting a gay marriage or a gay th- a gay uh, um, well, not not exactly marriage, but gay like unity, right uh, unions, you know, like uh, unions that. Um, First the story had a few uh, like days or maybe a week to propagate through all media channels and Catholics worldwide were like what was what's he doing he's uh, he's uh, changing uh, changing the faith and then you know afterwards it uh, turns out that he didn't say it and uh, he said something very differently but the story already came out damage was already done and this is always happening when whenever francis says something you know it's it's apparently he didn't say it exactly like that but it was enough for media to spin it that way until uh you know enough people pick up on it and then the story changes again that's what makes me a little bit suspicious of this guy but you know as a as a proper catholic i know that we are supposed to pray for the pope so i decided uh-huh. to Print out a picture of him and it's standing here on my desk and I'm looking at it, uh, you know, look at it, looking at it every day and just saying like, oh, God, please let me love you. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
2: Um, (laughs) I I only have one thing to say about that. Matthew 24, 24 for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive. And that is the
0: world that we're in. It is. But we never expected it to be the pope. Right.
1: Well, and this is well, that's the one thing that I think they really screwed up in the Catholic doctrine was the whole concept of the pope is infallible. That is some heavy stuff when you're saying the guy that's going to be put in charge is infallible. Because he's yeah, still human.
0: Th- that's not Catholic teaching. Catholic teaching is that the Pope, through an extensive process that's not that easy, is able to uh, make certain um, statements about uh, morals or doctrine infallible. And the last time they did this was with the uh, the um, assumption of Mary. I think you know, uh, so saying that Mary was uh, also assumed in, into heaven, like she. Was you know uh, yeah so so, or or for example the Immaculate Conception of Mary is another one of those things. But when the Pope says um, it's not okay to put onion on pizza, that's not (laughs) infallible. That's just his opinion. And this Pope has never, and the previous Pope, and the Pope before that, they've never made any statement that's infallible. They they it would only be about uh, Orthodox teaching um is a good example of that or um I don't know the stuff that starts to like has always been accepted by the church as being absolute fact like Jesus uh arose from the dead uh but becomes contested and that becomes uh that needs to become an infallible statement so that the faith can be protected from outside influence but that's not that's that's not what this Pope is doing this Pope is giving his opinion on All things and, and, you know, everything uh, saying that Europe should uh, admit an insane amount of immigrants and stuff like that. Um, But that's that's not infallible. That's that's just his opinion. And we can say, well, okay, here's that crazy old man again. And we uh, we will thank him for his opinion, but uh, we won't act on it yeah the woke then, pope for example like cardinal Serra, um you know from uh, somewhere in africa he came uh, out with a statement that um was uh, like the polar opposite of that where he said uh, europe should be protected from this or else europe will lose its its culture so that's not the infallibility infallibility is only when it's about uh uh articles of the faith that you know uh have uh i mean for example like the immaculate conception was never really uh, doubted on by anyone uh from the church fathers on but um at some point the vatican did realize that they should make this an infallible statement so that it's no longer an um an uh you know a point of con- a contested point so that means that you are not a catholic if you say that mary was not conceived uh without sin and this is also the first time we've had two
1: popes where the old pope just kind of yeah i'm gonna retire that was a new one
0: yeah no it's also not true no they there there's even been a time when there were three popes Damn. all at the same time not in our yeah. lifetime though no no longer ago one was in france the other one was in italy Where you know, Rome and, or tour in France or something. No, man, you cannot invent anything that hasn't happened before (laughs) uh, and was, but you know, what is new and with new in Catholic terms, that means like in the last maybe 75 or 100 or maybe even 150 years, is that uh, people have become so uh, Pope-centric. It used to be that the function Uh, You know, the position of the Pope was not that much about being uh, the, um, um, you know, like the CEO of the church. This has also been a relatively new thing. Uh, For the longest period of time, people didn't know who the Pope was. People didn't know what the Pope said and people didn't know what he was doing at all. People focused on their own diocese and, uh, you know, and then what happened, I think this was in the 60s of the previous century with the Vatican II, or maybe maybe a little bit before that, because it was also Pope Leo XIII or something, um, encyclicals started to become published. And this was the way for the Holy See to put out its own vision on worldly affairs. And that's kind of when Catholics started to become more aware of what the Pope was thinking and, and doing and uh, what his opinion on certain so- uh, topics was. So with the encyclicals came also the Pope centric um, approach of the church, but it used to be so different from this and many things, you know, they weren't uh, like contested in the way that they are now. And even this Pope, when he, uh, he um, um, when he publishes uh, his own opinion on, on a lot of matters, especially Uh, gay marriage and stuff like that, he's still very orthodox. What he says is still very orthodox. The problem is that uh, it's always that, you know, something else happens first that makes the mainstream uh, think that uh, this is again, a radical change or uh, 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 the Catholic church has changed its stance. Well, they want it to be right. Yes. And what this always does, it's the same as with the uh, second Vatican council is that people will stop um uh you know considering themselves uh, a member of the catholic church because the thing that they always thought was the only uh a, a possible way like for example the church is the only way to salvation now that's a typical uh um article that uh could be uh you know uh, contested or not could also become an infallible teaching and it used to be that many people would say, yes, the church is the only way to salvation. You can only be saved if you uh, become baptized and believe in the Catholic faith and follow the, um, the, the, the guidelines, uh, you know, so to speak of the faith. And that has really changed because now, and especially with Vatican II, the tone of this changed. like you can also find elements of the faith in other religions. And this happened because they, I mean, the Catholic church realized how big the planet is and how many people didn't know about the Catholic faith at all. Or, um, it's also a little bit about, well, you know, it's, it's, it sounds so unfriendly to uh, say that only the Catholic faith is what uh, will save people. Right, uh, right. But we know so many people who are friendly and are just nice for others and they lead a life that God would probably not judge them for. So it's not really okay to say that only the Catholic faith will save people because there are so many nice people um, that are not a Catholic. And this is, of course, where the church bows down to the world. And the church has three enemies: these are the flesh, the world, and the devil. And right now, they're, uh, the church is becoming a reactionary instead of a, a you know, um, something that uh, that guides us. It's becoming guided by popular consensus and all of that. Right. And this is one of the, yeah, and this is one of the uh, one of the really damaging things for the church, I think. That will um, probably cause many people to uh, to leave the faith because if if it changes then you will no longer know exactly what to uh, what to believe in or uh, you know, stuff like that but I don't know I, I I mean I fell for Catholicism because of orthodoxy um, well really what did it with me was I entered the church and I was zapped by the Holy Spirit you know I just something... I, I i entered that church i saw people singing i saw what was happening uh on uh, at the altar and i felt this is where i belong this is where i'm where i'm home this is what i've been missing all my life and i've done many other things i studied um Rosicrucianism. can you believe that i did a 10 week course on rosicrucianism which is which is essentially gnosticism um I did uh, uh, two or three times. I went with a friend to the Freemasons to see if that is something that would interest me. I studied everything on alternative religions, on uh, the UFOs, aliens, you know, spiritual. I mean, gemstone healing, uh, Reiki, <laughs> you name it, man. And I've I've at least uh, you know uh, studied it uh, su- superficially, and sometimes more in. in uh, intensely um and always i always had the feeling like okay just don't subscribe to this yet because i might find something that will be more that will be better for me and that church i the first thing i entered was the uh, russian orthodox church where i was zapped by that spirit of this is this is it Only the one thing I really didn't like was that this was not my culture. It's, it felt like a foreign culture. It felt like I was the foreigner in that, in that church. So I thought, well, the other thing I can do is, you know, go to its big brother, the Catholic church and see how I feel when I enter that church. And I'm telling you, if I, if I entered any of the other churches nearby that are also Catholic in name, then I would probably be very disappointed because of the, the way that they celebrate it now is not at all like how they used to celebrate it in old times, but this church managed where I went to manage to implement Vatican II without losing its, um, its reverence for the old liturgy. So it's a little bit of the best of both, which is pretty unique. I've, I came to discover it, but I didn't know that at, at the time. And My reason for for going into that church was that I realized if you don't get your your morals and, um, you know, your way of living from the church, then where do you get them from? And that opened my mind to, well, you know, in that case, it would probably be woke theory, uh, communism, or any of the ideologies that do not incorporate something that has been around for like over 2000 years. So that was what gave me the initial spark to to go to the church and, and look at it for myself. And yeah, I, I guess that was when it really hit me that we do need church in our lives, especially if you are a parent who who wants to raise children with a healthy set of you know uh, morals, and uh, if you also want to know how to how to live as a parent and what what. The other thing that was so interesting for me was how easily our children, or at least our oldest, picks it up. It's like effortlessly. He he knows what to do. He knows what a prayer is. Uh, he has a full concept of God, which he's not really able to ar- articulate, but at least he 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 has a concept of it, which is incredibly interesting for a four-year-old. You know, so I don't know. All these things just felt like this is this. Needs to be the next step in my life. And my wife fortunately agreed. And that's uh, when we decided to, you know, take catechesis and uh, um, get baptized. And now we're going to marry in the church uh, in December. So, yeah. Yeah. And you went the route.
1: Most people don't. I mean, most people are brought into a religion by their parents and never, Mm -hmm. ever question it. Never think twice about it. And never realized that there are other options out there. And it's, you know, it's weird. I mean, a lot of people will go shopping, you know, to a bunch of different places for cars or clothing or something. But with religion, it's just like, I don't which uh, which really never made sense to me. So, I mean, I applaud you on the fact that it's like, well, I know I want something, but I'm not just going to pick randomly. That seems to make a whole lot more sense.
0: Well, I I did, though, but I i i always avoided christianity because it felt so so weird i mean in the in the days of pope benedict the 16th you know with his with his big arsenal of robes and what have you and you know like this big impressive um way of um this pontifical way of expressing yourself as the Pope was just—it was too much for me. And before that, I only knew uh, Pope John Paul II from t- television, where he was in his Pope mobile. Right, I didn't right. know anything <laughs> else about that except for, well, maybe uh, the stories I—I I, I was taught at uh, Protestant uh, elementary school. So I kind of knew what it was, but I also I really didn't know what it was. But it was just—it was smooth sailing after I entered that church, and really, it was my first experience, was a mystical experience. But I did shop. I mean, I, I tested everything before I became a Catholic. So, well, yeah, and Protestant and, it, and uh,
1: Catholicism don't really go together that well. Uh, you look nah. at you look at Ireland. I mean,
0: uh, yeah, there's uh, no, y- and, you know, and, the- and Protestantism. It feels already in the name. I was like, if I want a wholesome experience. Protestantism, it doesn't really sound like, you know, uh, that's really wholesome because it was already a deviation from orthodoxy. So that's why I knew that Protestantism was probably not really my thing. And uh, of course, also because of the sacraments that they don't have in in Protestantism, they only have uh, two, um, the, the, the uh, baptism and uh, marriage. Those are the two sacraments they still have from all of the sacraments. And then I studied more about Lutheran. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm out. This won't be it for me. (laughs) Well,
1: it's interesting, even like you mentioned with the Catholic church changing with the times, which I always thought that was very strange. You know, a religion that's based in uh, something that happened 2000 years ago going, well, you know, the world's really changed in the last 50 years. Let's update the way we're doing things. It's like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Weird, right? Yeah, it doesn't
0: at all it's very at strange all. so the more I, I study about this the more i realize that so so about that infallibility is uh, vatican ii was the second vatican council where uh, thousands like two th- or three four thousand bishops came together and decided to you know uh update everything and they did n- not a single thing that they implemented was uh infallible it's all pastoral uh so it's the way of how to uh teach the faith uh to uh, adapt to the modern times and i think that even though this was exploited by um you know early on woke bishops for the most part uh, their intentions were good and they wanted to uh bring uh the faith in a in a period of time where everything felt kumbaya and we can now you know hold hands together as one people on one planet and uh, we went to space so now we can also uh hold hands and uh and 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 praise the lord and i mean this was this was um the intention was okay. It was just, it was a really stupid thing to do. But for example, the uh, the uh, the liturgical renewal, so changing the altar, not facing the altar anymore, but facing the people, um, changing a lot of things to, uh, you know, the people's language instead of keeping it in Latin. Right. All of that stuff was intended to bring more people to the church. And of course, the opposite happened. People left the church en masse. So... I mean, it, but the intention was okay. And for that reason, I'm not one of those people who says, well, Vatican II uh, should be rejected whole, uh, you know, wholeheartedly. Uh, I think we should take the good things from Vatican II and probably get more uh, councils in to uh, probably revert a lot of things. Um, I'm I'm very fortunate that uh, about the 30 minute drive from here, there's a hermit. He lives in a small chapel he uh he, um, you know his his main goal is praying um as a hermit he is not connected to the church as um, um as a pastor he is connected to the church uh as just a monk who lives by himself and prays most of his uh, days uh, also uh, celebrates mass and stuff like that because he He has been ordained a priest, but what he does is he celebrates a tradition, traditional Latin mass. So I've got the best of both. I've got a traditional, novus ordo new order mass, but I've also got the traditional Latin mass and it's very strange, but these, I mean, he's like 40, somewhere in his, I think he's like 40 years old or something, a little bit older than I am. Um, but, um, the uh, slightly older generation just he they really dislike him because he's celebrating the old mass not the new mass, and he's celebrating the old mass because he thinks that it's a part of cultural heritage so for that reason alone it should be celebrated right but there's there's something magical about that uh form of mass that you don't find in the new mass even though um, in the new mass, you find you can also find certain. I mean, that's how I fell in love with the church was the new mass. But then I wanted to see the old mass. Like, oh, is there something older than this? I want to give that, a, you know, a look, see as well, and see if that is 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 uh, is interesting to me at all. And yeah, well, it's 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 a totally different experience. It's much more reverent. But I don't think I would have um, been able to get my wife into uh, into the church if that would be her first experience with the church, the uh, the Latin Mass. So it's it's you know we 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 now have the 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 far right basically is the traditional Latin Mass. We've got the far left, which is the Novus Ordo Mass, and now we got to create something in between. That well, yeah. Re- Otherwise, I I guess mean- that will yeah religion's
1: just going to be wiped out. I mean there's there's way too much that's going on where I mean, including the new hate speech in uh, laws in Scotland that there was a story this week where the religious people there were like, well, you know, saying the the, the hate speech laws are always very vague. so it comes down mm-hmm. to saying things that are you know you know hurtful or whatever it is or that offend somebody else. and then it's like, well, so saying marriage is between only a man and a woman. Now, that's hateful, which means the Bible is going to be you know, on the list for being a hate speech. And, you know, the religions are all going to be wiped out. So sure. religion is a the Jew
0: s- say it's an anti-Semitic book. So there should be a, a warning, a warning anti-Semitism coming your way. Yeah. And it's
1: like, you know, hey, even if you're not into religion and I can tell uh, I can tell Mr. Pembroke isn't. He's been very quiet when the religion talk and he's never quiet, but uh, it's something that should be protected. For people to have differing, again, views, different ways of life without being run over and told, you know, no, this is wrong. You know, no, this is, not you know, it's it's a it's such a huge part of so many people's lives and their culture that, you know, when you yeah. wake up, I mean, just imagine, you know, you're like you said, your your children are learning this stuff now in, you know, 10 years. If the local government says, no, you you're Catholic faith. Well, that's hateful. So you can't be that anymore. It's like.
0: I mean, it kind of feels like we're getting there, you know, that this well, is, Oh yeah, it also kind of feels like we're being launched 2000 years back into time. Is it good or bad though? I mean, no internet then, right? It's, it's normal. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, religion, I, since, since it, it came into existence, religion has always been either loved or hated and, you know, everything in between and warring with so, each other. Yeah, that, that as well. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 such a difficult thing because i i'm i don't really uh think now that i found the faith of course i will be one of those people who is really uh, you know uh really old uh, in my ways of, of viewing stuff really old-fashioned but i kind of understand why they say uh there's no uh um no salvation outside of the church because have you seen it out there it's a mess and yeah, in the church, it's kind of a mess as well, but nobody claimed otherwise. Since the beginning of time, they said the church is a refuge for sinners. It's not, you know, a harbor for saints. So there's not a, not anyone among us who is not a sinner. At least the Catholic faith gives you some, uh, some tools to uh, work on yourself, which basically comes down to this. I did it wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Right. I will do my best better next time. That's right. all it is and you know there are are I mean, incredible amount of books written on how to be a good Catholic, so it's not as easy as it sounds, but there's also a lot of books being written about how stupid Catholicism is and all of that stuff. So I mean you you can find it everywhere. And I'm not raising my child to believe that, you know, if he if he leaves the church, then his soul will be (laughs) damned until eternity. Because that's a Protestant way of looking at things. That's not that's not a Catholic way of viewing things. I'm I'm fairly confident that there will be that there will come a time in his life when he starts to doubt the faith and he will probably uh, make an excursion to uh, to other uh, you know uh, points of view and all I have to do is just trust that if the faith is indeed what it is he will come back on his own i won't have to influence him or push him this way or tell him that i mean of course there are there are exceptions i uh, I mean, I said this before, and 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 I got a lot of flack uh, about it for saying this on the Mark and George show. But if he comes home with a boyfriend, then this will very, you know, very, this will I, it will be very difficult for me to accept that because I think that that is um, not natural. Okay, and that's just my way of viewing things. But will I stop loving him? No. Will I stop talking to him? No. And will I eventually probably learn to accept this? yeah because my love for him is greater than you know uh the, my my ideology for lack of a better term so that's that's all fine but um yeah uh i i i kind of forgot what said this all off well, <laughs> to be honest well yeah i mean it's uh, just basically
1: with you know well all religions are kind of the uh you know our god is better than your god but it's the it's kind of like what's going on in the country today where if you're know if you're for trump then you're against us and that what you just stated i think quite eloquently it's like this is the difference between how people the reality of this situation and how people see things you know like the whole cake wedding cake situation we had in the united states a few years ago where i think it was a catholic or religious baker you know that didn't want to make it for a gay wedding and it's like they're not saying they hate those people they're not saying they they're just saying their religion finds that you know, to be something that they don't want to be a part of. They're not going to try to stop you. They're just saying, we don't want to take part in that. And then they're called hateful. But then on the other side, you know, Donald Trump becomes president. Do those people all jump on board the Trump train? No. Well, then why should everybody, you know, jump on board this, you know, what you want? And the the idea is everybody has to learn how to work together. This is
0: very difficult because a Catholic, a proper Catholic does think that, Uh, they want as many people to be saved as possible. And this is the way to do it. So it's like, you know, you cannot, you cannot, um, it's, it's difficult to become uh, indifferent about the religion of someone else. And it's very difficult to say, well, okay, if you found something that works for you, good on you without, you know, um, being baptized because uh, being baptized is the only way to get to heaven. According to Catholic teaching, which is one I have a lot of, difficulty with because my mother-in-law she died she wasn't baptized she was an angel for me so it's very difficult for me to believe that she did not go to heaven so i mean these are things i also struggle with you know it's not like okay i i found something and i believe in it but um i at the very least believe that you can find all of these hints that um for example with the whole COVID thing, all of those nurses, you know, who, who, uh, who made themselves, who gave themselves, uh, religious, uh, iconography and, and symbols. For example, these nurses who were photographed themselves as, uh, sitting at the table of the last supper, all this Christian iconography came into, in, uh, came into it or, um, just, um, the amount of churches that became, uh, you know, damaged or set on fire or stuff. There's just, it seems that the, the, the focal point of let's call it cultural Marxism, the hate of cultural Marxism seems to be the church. And that by itself is for me is like kind of a, kind of a hint that, that tells you, well, if they hate Catholicism so much, then. You know, maybe maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Maybe just they if if they respond that badly to hearing the name Jesus Christ, then maybe there's something to it. And, yeah, uh, it's worth checking out.
1: But then they try to use religion because you know Donald Trump walked in front of a
0: church and that was bad. And now they all want to yeah, tell exactly. us exactly. Then they use it when they but now Biden is great because he oh. goes to church. Uh huh. Meanwhile, Biden is also someone who says that he wants to support late term abortions. Which yeah, it's just. I mean, I've That's not Catholic. I've, I've seen. No, not at all. I've seen uh, this uh, this uh, uh, clip, like 15 second clip of how um early term abortion looks like, what happens inside when a baby is destroyed. And it still breaks my heart to think of that because it's not just a clump of cells or whatever they say. I mean, when does that stop? You know, it's it's, it's absurd uh if a baby comes out it's still a clump of cells because it's not able to uh, to have uh, a proper cognition about things it's yeah so where do you draw the line well you draw the line where we say you draw the line uh you don't work on you know uh, preventing uh, a childbirth you work on preventing uh conception right and well, how no, do you do that well try to i don't know close your legs and and the church <laughs> makes it difficult because and the church also says uh, um, uh, that anti-conception is a, is a bad thing. Right. So Because, oh, yeah. you know, it's a unity be- between a man and a woman. So people should not use sex as a way to satisfy their lust. They should use it as a way to celebrate the creation um, and the aspect of creation that creates another human being. So the church is also so strict that it makes it very difficult in this time to... Uh, you know follow yeah but path, you, you, you know, want for, them to but. stay strict
1: don't you rather than being like oh well we're we're changing with the time so let's let I mean, yes. everybody knows i mean every good catholic is probably using birth control but in the church is saying no but we're kind of nodding with well we understand that if you start changing all of that then <laughs> yeah. You know, then there's a change. A good but Catholic
0: is actually very
1: liberal. That's he, true. And what's really disgusting, though, when it comes to the abortion thing, is the people that will march down the street and and celebrate abortion. That to me is just evil yes, on a the whole new that level. Says,
0: Thank God for abortion. That's Satan. That is Satan creating a, a t-shirt that says that. Thank God for abortion. That just that 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 one. I mean, I'm not really. Most things don't really reach me, but that one reaches me. You know, that one is a punch in the gut to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you really start
1: questioning the motives of people. But uh, I mean, we could probably do a whole uh, podcast just on religion because we've talked about oh, this before yeah
0: you know this is my new toy kind of <laughs> so i'm i'm really this 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 fires me up i'm i'm buying books on catholicism i'm buying books on the church fathers and i'm reading pope benedict's uh, book about jesus and uh, you know I'm, I'm 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 selecting from all of the different bible translations in dutch i'm selecting my favorite one and uh, all of that stuff and uh yeah so th- so this is great this is uh for me It's. Uh, it's a big, uh, it gives me a lot of motivation because suddenly there's this whole new area for me to, you know, really, really chew on, which is the, the biggest reason for, for, for finding it very interesting. Of course, it's just the, the, there's a cognitive challenge that, that the, I want to, uh, you
1: know, I was going to say the I, last I, half hour, I've always uh, known religion was powerful, but it's kept Ryan Bemrose quiet for that long. This has a hour. power. <laughs> unlike something i've a never
2: experienced hour. well i'm I'm also by the way my, my <laughs> wife brought me lunch because never oh, bring y- me you, lunch but because you're having some kind of religious talk i no. the, the last half hour what it has proved to me is that we we desperately need a, a void zero podcast yes and early on you started and said well you can't do it at this time slot and you it's sometimes hard to do live N- nobody's asking you to do it live you you can I mean, most podcasts are recorded and then, and then posted yeah, no, that, and I that, would put I, that, that up.
0: True. But that, and, not, that's not my thing. I, I'm not able. Okay, well, I, I well, tried it. Believe me. I have to do make a show of it. Okay. Then, then make a show of
2: it. And uh, it, it doesn't have to be that time slot. In fact, the, the, the 9am JCD time slot, the, the dinner time slot for you five days a week, we have a live show on the stream already. So you couldn't even have it every day. You could follow uh, it.
0: Uh, but, it, really, there's so much that, going on on the stream uh, right now. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know. When, I've been a bit out of it, to be honest.
2: Well, uh, I mean, if you want to do a live show, or or even if you want to do one off, I, I I would I would welcome more live more void zero content. I think that that's a great. And in fact, if you want to do a, a full three hour show on on Catholicism and invite Darren on there, uh, I I would listen to that. But the last half, yeah, uh, you know what. We're pushing two and a half hours on Grumpy Old Benz. I feel like we kind of run this one out. What
0: is the new podcast you're doing? What is it about, Mark? Well, I'm, I've started to uh, make, uh, well, this was uh, last uh, Friday, my first episode of uh, The Explorer in Dutch, De Verkenner. Um, and it's a little bit influenced by Nick the Rat and Coast to Coast <laughs> oh, AM, no. I think. there's an- Oh, yeah. you're doing Nick the Rat now? Oh, kind of, kind of, well, not Are really. Are you doing the voices? The rat, I was just going to ask that. Do you do no. the does your voice? I, I do some <laughs> of the voices. I mean, you need I a, have to be honest. You need your own Zindu. I do make commercials and uh, the video, it looks a little bit similar. I talked with Nick a lot. He, he helped me really uh, set things off. And But this was also the the kind of show I've, I've been really, you know, wanting to do after I realized that... Um, the serious business stuff is just, it's too difficult for me because it's that uh, uh, part of the arena is probably saturated right now. So talking about all the political stuff, it, it wore me down. I tried to do it, uh, couldn't handle it. I tried to make a video show, couldn't really, you know, uh, keep myself motivated. Talk about Dutch politicians, it sucked. It made me depressed and everything. So I thought, well, I have to do something that... That is entertaining and that pro- brings people's minds off of politics. So, yeah, I guess I guess what what Nick is doing is kind of what set it off for me, and we'll probably diverge a lot. Um, are you, are you but, a character in this? I mean, are you? Did you
1: take on no, the? You're well, you're not no, a rat or me. a
0: gerbil or. No. No, come <laughs> on!
1: <you're>
2: like, what <laughs> zero is a character? Well, you yeah, know just, this. Scary, I'm just saying. Terrible.
1: I didn't know if he had like. You have to, I didn't know if you had to have like a spirit animal. Like, this is Mark the Walrus or something, and we're taking no, your no calls. No, no,
0: no, no. No, and and I mean, of course, I've been talking about Coast to Coast AM since Mark and George, number one. So you know that this has always been kind of my, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed. So I wanted it to be a little bit like Coast to Coast AM. And if you want to make it like that without taking yourself too seriously, then it's pretty difficult to make it anything but sound like the nick the rat show which is <laughs> which is true i mean it all roads lead to nick the rat oh i've been days. saying that for years Am all I roads mean? lead to nick the rat yeah it's great because um this is the only way that you can create a non-political show is you have callers who are able to call in you have bullshit commercials to keep people entertained. You also have to keep yourself entertained, so making those commercials is great. I mean, I I play something for you, but it's in Dutch. So uh, so uh, well, I, I can play one thing. Is for example uh, when we have uh, a phone call, you know, and telephone, 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 telephone. telephone, telephone. <laughs> it's
2: got a beat you can dance to it yeah
0: yeah give
1: your ringtone
0: i i was i was making this last week and i mean i until even until last night uh, this tune has been stuck in my brain because I listened to it so often. It's making me crazy, but it's fun. It's, it's, um, it's a challenge to make it about, you know, non-political topics and, and, uh, m- making people, uh, able to call in is, uh, is of course the extra dimension that makes it really fun. And I also, I, I, I also want to make something more seriously about, catholicism for example or about prayer and i mean you know catholicism in 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 my country is practically non-existent i mean there are catholic churches uh and there are a lot of catholics but in terms of really developing a catholic sense of um a catholic spirit that that part is just non-existent here in the u.s at least you have catholic answers which is a great podcast uh, it's a a show on EWTN it's it they make it daily two hours a day and people can call in and they've got a bunch of people who uh who answer questions sometimes they have these topics like uh, only non-catholics can call in or only a pro-choice people can call in or uh you know stuff like that uh or sometimes they have um uh a, a dedicated topic to i don't know like for example a pope uh, francis uh gaffe with the uh with the gay marriage thing people call in can ask questions about that but that's that's also something i want to do i do want to have that element of interaction with the audience um but you know a week only has so much time so yeah True. i kind of want to do a to do a show again but making it in English, uh, f- it feels like I'm I'm gonna enter a saturated market again, or I'm I'm going to uh, sound too much like Nick the Rat, which I really <laughs> don't want because he's great at what he's doing, and uh, uh, I mean he's he's been doing it, which is also for me is a big you know um, gives me a motivational boost is he's been doing this since 2016, so for for. Well, four years, maybe even longer now. He's been doing this every week. And I, I can, I have to, you know, really respect that. Even if he doesn't have a, have a topic or hasn't prepared much, he still pushes out.
2: He's a pro. To, he he he's is pushing he 250 is. weekly episodes now.
1: Yeah, And I mean, I think what you should do is tell Nick to take one Wednesday night off and you sit in for him and you just uh, <laughs> you take control of the Nick the Rap machine. I mean, he'd probably appreciate that. He could just he control he control you. He
0: could call in. (laughs) I wonder. I don't know, man. It's it's his thing. I would like to. um, I mean, he would be my favorite candidate if I would have a co-hosted show again with uh, you know uh, in English. Then then I would probably be able to make it with him. But I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's yeah. You know, I've yeah. I'm doing I'm
1: doing a show with Illuminati. it's on on youtube oh yeah you you watch it i'm doing on youtube uh origins of things and stuff um which is a great show which is which is a great show origins of things and stuff there's an rss feed for that now so was there an audio feed for that did you check that uh sir bemrose uh the other day um i did find an audio feed excellent so people should be listening Um, what's the name origin origins of things and stuff i believe is the uh is the name of the show actually i think
2: i think nick posted the link in the chat which made it really easy to find
1: well that would that is that is uh even easier for you less work is always good um but yeah i mean so is it has it been enough time mark can you can you officially release the mark and george show number 24 can we can we can we we, we get (laughs) (laughs) that never i don't even have it anymore i really oh come on i heard that was great radio i missed it (laughs) you have to be there you know i i said that to to, to ryan the other day i'm like uh, we're a hundred and something episodes in and neither one of us has rage quit what's wrong with us never not once (laughs) we're not doing something right
2: i don't know because you always sound so close (laughs) i prefer the passive aggressive approach Yes, yeah, so we
1: sound like we're edging on the on the teetering on that every every show. Like, are they going to rage quit? Are they gonna? That's what keeps people listening.
2: Yeah. Darren goes uh, off on a, a half hour talk about Catholicism, which I have no input whatsoever on. I'll just get up, go, you know, have a shower, eat some lunch. It was good.
0: Yeah. That's what makes for a good show. If you need some tips, I mean, you know, I'm sure you can call George to give you something. <laughs> you managed to do it with me. So, uh. George,
1: uh, we just were curious. How do you piss somebody off to that extent? <laughs> Poor George. You'll uh, just say I'll be myself right right. that's exactly (laughs) it but hey you are welcome on grumpy old ben's anytime mark i mean i know you said you're you're not into this tech stuff as much i think uh you know once you and ryan went off on the thing about the whole intel chips i mean yeah you know your stuff and uh there's no question about it i mean you set up the servers and um, are you watching with uh, glee when the no agenda show hit i think it was 2600 live listeners the other day and it's like didn't this the stream didn't even uh you know show any signs of uh, of crapping out and that's about 500 more than usually show up so the
0: the crowds are getting bigger and the only yeah, reason the people i first first time we had like 2600 give or take was with the 10 uh, year anniversary episode that was a huge one so uh i i saw it before but no i'm i'm going to cheer if we go past 5000 live listeners oh, that would be nice that, especially well, if it was the on infrastructure, will be
2: the infrastructure will be up for that. The the only technical issues that no agenda ever has live is with Adam or John's ISPs. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. But the only reason people are listening to the show live is because of the magic that Mark Van Dyke put together. Five servers spread across the world. I'd say we can't be the platform, but I don't want to put that out there. <laughs>
0: you know, it's it's very unlikely, though this is true this is true uh right now my main concern is will the hardware keep up because the software is working um uh, uh, i'm very happy that we haven't made the kind of enemy that is yeah. really set on taking everything down yeah nice ddos which is just yeah stuff like that uh, it, i mean it's possible of course and I know that our provider has certain measurements uh, they do and immediately take something off the net if that ever was to happen. So, But uh, right now, my main concern is about physical defects, like will a hard drive break or something? Because these systems have been running and crunching for well over seven years now, you know, something like that. So uh, it's getting scary. When is that hard drive going to break? When, I, when am I going to get an email? <laughs> Maybe maybe this Th- this is, uh, is the part where you it? don't
2: jinx it,
1: right? Well, or, yeah. or, do, or maybe the <laughs> providers do they upgrade these things? I mean, do the boxes get upgraded? They don't.
0: No, they don't, and they also don't uh, make it any cheaper. So a, a you know a premium server um, that you got seven years ago, you still pay the same amount of money as right now, even though you can get for the same amount of money a, a better server than back then. So it's a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a little bit strange. So I you guess. like cancel but, uh, and
1: just get a new one, and then just put the stuff you know
0: transfer it all over, right?
1: Is that not? Uh,
0: I could do that, but it's just it's a insane work. amount of work for <laughs> for pretty much no uh, extra benefits because you know when I, at first when I built this infrastructure, it had a lot more functionality, and nobody was using it. So I was like, why don't I take everything off that people aren't using and just keep the bare minimum? and even the bare minimum is still a lot but uh yeah right now it's just it's it's functioning like an engine that keeps running at some point something has to break somewhere but you know it's still it hasn't <laughs> happened yet mm-hmm. so uh so i'm just you know, maintaining stuff and updating stuff when it's uh, when it's necessary and uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm pretty happy with how uh, how everything is functioning and of course when something breaks then this will be a strain on me because I kind of forgot half of
1: how things work. Well, yeah, it's been seven so years since so you yeah, set it up. It's, oh God, you
0: better hope you took notes. Well, it's it's even it's 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 double that. This is just latest iteration. So um, because yeah, it was uh, I guess back in the day it was well it, it has to be over twelve years when we started building this initial system, like you know the 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 groundwork for what it is now. Um, but I, I don't know when, when it's working, it's working and we'll see whenever something craps out. I just kudos to Seagate and Western digital for building these <laughs> hard drives, which just keep functioning. But they're chugging and along. Maybe, maybe uh, Norwegian has a guardian angel. Maybe I have a guardian angel guiding, uh, guarding all over all of this. I hope so. That
1: may be because, uh, <laughs> cause Ryan still hasn't learned Ansible. I'm pretty sure.
2: I, 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 I feel like you are the guardian angel over the network yeah, kind of
0: I mean that is the <laughs> the, the, the guardian sinner
1: you' you know you're kind of like the uh, the hermit that is just there doing this the special voodoo that keeps all of this plate spinning all at one time. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Yes. And it's very much appreciated. Yeah, when you put it
0: like this, it doesn't make me nervous at all, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, no pressure. No pressure <laughs> at I all. I don't feel an immediate urge right now to see if everything is functioning and if nothing broke and if all of the memory banks still function. And you it, know, it, no it turns out actually
2: move. the stream <laughs> dropped early on in, in this show. We've been talking to nobody for the last uh, two hours. That's how it always is, though. That's how it always
1: is. And we appreciate everybody for tuning in live here on the noagendastream.com, the mighty void zeros, uh, uh, handiwork for, for lack of a much more grandiose term, which we should come up with. But, uh, they show up for every show. We appreciate it. They're in the troll room for every no agenda show and for our show. We appreciate it. It's a system that I can't imagine like you doing the podcast without having some kind of interaction, some, uh, some immediate feedback, which is always good. Because every now and then Ryan says something incorrect. Every now and then I'll say
2: something incorrect. Never happen?
0: Yeah, that's what you say. Hey, You know what I can do right now? Because we're on the No Agenda stream, so I can play this. Hello, everyone. This is the No Agenda stream,
1: and nice.
2: I am Steven.
1: Oh, <laughs> little Steven! We go see now. People are no. all like, we all missed Void, but now we really miss Steven. And uh, it's Felix, right? Your your younger one. Yep. Oh, yep. true. So soon it'll be the Steven and Felix show. I have no doubt that's going to be on the no agenda stream at some point.
0: I hope it. I've been asking Stephen, Hey, do you want to make another show? And he says, well, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: He's busy, <laughs> but sometimes Good kid. Uh, yeah. you're teaching
0: him right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then sometimes, you know, I place him in front of the mic because I'm asking him to record something just for funds. And uh, then he kind of en- enjoys it. And then he says, yeah, I want to make another show again. And then, you know, when, uh, when, when, the opportunity comes, I ask him, Hey, do you want to make another show? And he says, no. So it's typical, <laughs> typical, typical podcaster, old.
1: just a prima yeah. donna. He knows <laughs> he's too. the star. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but now you have the studio at home. So there's, there's no excuse. We want to hear more. I do.
0: I do. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, just three more years until uh, the youngest <laughs> goes to school and then I will have a little bit more time on my hands but uh yeah no. at some point something has to give and i have to be able to get behind that mic and do a proper show again but i don't know man i've got a million reasons not to so it's not just even runs into family (laughs) hey the countdown has begun and like i said anytime you
1: want to talk tech or politics i mean politics probably less so because that just makes everybody mad but you're always welcome here on grumpy old ben's and uh I mean, again, you kept Ryan quiet for over a half hour. That I'm gonna
2: <laughs> I, people politics are, pe- makes me angry.
1: Yeah, people are going to be uh, they're going to be sending in massive amounts of value just for the Bemrose silence. I have no doubt about it. But with well, that no, said,
0: maybe maybe the Catholic show uh, will be a nice idea to uh to, to get that started.
2: I think it would be well, fun. See, like, like I told you, I I'd listen to it, but you I might I learn got nothing something. to contribute. I know you might learn
1: something though. I mean, Void uh, and I could argue religion and. Uh, it would be fun.
0: But with yeah, that. And, and it, it, of course, it doesn't have to be uh, a weekly show. It can be a monthly thing. Something right. like that. I mean, yeah, some I'll, people I'll, I'll like the lazy folks
1: like Sir Matthew. They did like three episodes, then waited like six months. Uh, oh, Smash yeah, cast. Me. I mean,
0: once a month. Yeah. You can do it that's at any time. With my other show, my uh, Prisma. <laughs> yes. We made, uh, we made uh, about 30 shows. Then I moved to the new location. It had a six month pause. Then I. I think we recorded three shows and now we're on hold again. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it was a quick six month
1: pause, though. So, uh, yeah. But hey, there's always an outlet here for you. Thanks again for joining us. And thank uh, you for having me. With that said, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where the weather's getting colder. But, uh, you know, it's still crap
2: and from america's left coast where i've learned that questioning the pope is okay but thou shalt not question the infallibility of jack dorsey no you, you never question the void zero <laughs>